Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Channel, where every Friday we'll be covering a new installment in the classic horror franchise. Go to weirdgeeks.com to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details and news on our very own feature films, albums and shorts that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Tessellate. Weird Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced and no infringement is intended. Geeks! Geeks! Hello and welcome back to the Wee Geeks Horror Show, where every single Friday we take you through another installment in a classic horror retrospective franchise. Right now, we're dealing with the Predators. I'm your host, Al White, and joining me throughout all... There's no other word for Predator, is there? There's not like a second word for whatever character we're going for. <laughs> all of the Predator films, I guess. Yep. Alexander Shot. Hello. Katie Watson. Hi. If you're new to us, hello, welcome. Please head on over to weirdgeeks.com, weirdgeeks.com. You can email us directly through there or just do mail at weirdgeeks.com or fuck off at weirdgeeks.com. <laughs> as well as social medias is all on there. And please do go to iTunes. Please type in weirdgeeks. Find us, subscribe us and rate us. It takes you 30 seconds and it helps us out because we do no patrons. We do no sponsorship. We do no banner ads. We're not going to sell you Viagra or Harley Quinn statues or anything at all. Promise. Yeah. Although I have a cool Harley Quinn statue over there, which I do like. It's from Mondo. You should go buy it. We will sell you a giant Batmobile, though, because that thing is taking up a lot of space. Yeah, we were given office. a free 90s animated Batman mobile yeah. that lights up. It's huge. It's the size of a car. Your kid will love it. Really? Let me know. I mean, Email you me. might love it. Not just your kid. You might love it. But we if just do not have space. It's yours. <laughs> Still in a box. If you want it, mail at weekings.com. Let me know. It's going on eBay. And we'll even, we'll all, what will we do? We'll all, you know, we'll put sign it. it. We'll sign it. We'll put in all I the free Blu-rays we've got hanging around. Alex might even just turn up with it. He'll deliver it personally. Yeah. Sure, why not? Give you a little hug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? Guys. Depends where you live. Yes. <laughs> I'm not traveling yeah. anywhere. To be fair. I'm like, I'm in Nova Scotia. Yeah. Even to be honest, even if you're on the other side of LA, it's unlikely. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I'll make an effort in that case. You came what from the other guy. side of LA to be here with us today. I know, but you know. A journey. We're worth it. <laughs> Delivering mail. Arguable. <laughs> Predators 2010. It gets a 6.4 out of 10 on the old IMDb scale. Decent. 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 Eight years old, guys. Jeez. I know, right? Ooh, I was at a good age. I won't say what. <laughs> it was a good age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but an age that some might think wasn't, but for me, that's still good. Uh, no, so before we get into stuff, for people who don't know, if you're new to us, hello. And we like to go through the landscape of the year, so we get a little bit of perspective on what's going on. Alex, I believe you have the top 10 worldwide hits of 2010. 2010, yeah. So some big movies that were not in the top 10 uh, that came out that year also were... Don't spoil Katie's list. No, I've, I learned my lesson from last time. Do not <laughs> name Stole the horror films. I've uh, got The it. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Came in at 62. Taking eight years to get the sequel, guys. It's just out. Uh, Jackass 3D. <laughs> I was drinking. Don't at, say that. At 42. Uh, that, was that really in 3D? Yep. That is terrible. Uh, the Social Network came in at 33. Love that movie. The Expendables... The first, the first Expendables? Yep. 27. Um, oh. Shutter Island, The Last Airbender. Oh, M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong was on the down. <laughs> the beginning of the end. He's or the end. The end, I think. <laughs> well, no, After Earth was after that, so crawling on the chasm. Black Floor. Swan also came out that year. Oh, nice. 17. The original Suspiria remake. Yeah, into my go. list. 
The King's Speech, is that on your list? That was uh, it should have been. <laughs> but now into our top 10. Coming into number 10 was How to Train Your Dragon. It's a good one. I love that one. Soundtrack by John C. from Sergio Ross. Oh. Love, yeah. it. love it. Not the new one. I don't think I've ever seen that film, actually. Oh, it's really no, it's good. Really good. Yeah. It's you from the creator of Lilo and Stitch, yeah. Ooh, which is why the dragon's got a lot of Stitch yeah. characteristics. Interesting. Yeah. I have to sniff. <laughs> He's sniffing me. (laughs) (laughs) You just looked tempting. So smelly. (laughs) At number nine, another uh, animated film, Despicable Me. Wow. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Despicable Me. I like the first one. I mean, it veered off. Which started the whole like Minions craze as well, right? And spin off films. My favorite thing, I've only seen, I've seen Despicable Me one or two and the Minions. I haven't seen three. My favorite bit of all of them is maybe the first 10 minutes of Minions. Where you have you right. go yeah, through time from prehistoric times with the minions, and so it's like a silent movie. That was great. One wonders what their what parents used to dress their toddlers up as for Halloween Furbies. before <laughs> yeah. this time. I will say the Minions ride at Universal Studios is very fun. Nice. Is it? Yep. Yeah, it was alright. <laughs> <laughs> Going in at eight, Tangled. This is um, another animated. Three animated. Yeah, yeah. all animated. That's we're, a Disney. We're sensing yep. a theme. Yep. Really, three in a row. Three in a row. That's disappointing. And actually. There will be more. Mm. Um, at number seven, and I'm surprised this wasn't higher. There will be blood. Sorry. Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2. Oh. That came in at seven. Well, people really didn't like that one. Yeah. That was a hated film at the Mickey time. Mickey Rourke one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. I think like Iron Man 1, everyone remembers loving. I'm actually a big fan of that. I think it's just fine. Iron Man 2, everyone hated. And then Iron Man 3 was a real splitter. It was like it had definitely a character to it, which we're going to get to next week because it was a Shane Black film. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that Alex one. Alex is a fan. No, but a lot of people aren't a fan. But I think. If you go back to it, there are good bits in that movie. All right, all right. Maybe I will, actually. Yeah, I will. Uh, number six, <laughs> The Twilight Saga, Eclipse. Oh, Jesus. Where is this? What is number? Is this, is this the last one? Or second? No, because second they did year, a two-parter, maybe? didn't they? Like all, the like everything. One. I didn't watch it. Hang on. I need to know now. Okay. Twilight Films franchise. Um, you got Twilight, New Moon. New Moon? Yeah. And then Eclipse. Right. Are there only four Twilight films? Or was it Twilight... Was Twilight Moon, Moon, Moon the, the first one? Oh, no. Twilight, Twilight, New Moon, Twilight Eclipse. Oh, it's the third Twilight one? Breaking Dawn Part 1. Twilight Breaking Dawn Part oh 2. I think the third one was directed by, uh, yeah, David Slade. This was a good one. Eclipse David Slade did Hard one. Candy. Ooh. There you go. So watch Eclipse if you're listening. Coming in five, and I think we've had a film from this franchise in the last two or possibly three podcasts. Shrek Forever After. There he yeah. is. Is this the third? Fourth? Nobody cares anymore. No, I'm <laughs> I don't know. It's beyond caring. Yeah. Yours is Puss in Boots. Boots. The best. The first one's the best. Just categorically the best. Uh, coming in at four is Inception. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I want to go back to this film. I only saw it the one time. And I remember I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. A lot of it went over my head. Yep. Went over I should go back to it Christopher now. Nolan's head, I think. Yeah. <laughs> when I got out of Inception, I remember when I got out, we went for one of those. It was when you'd go in groups at that point, mm-hmm. you know, and then go for a drink afterwards, and you'd all no chat one about it. With you anymore? No one goes with me anymore. No. And I remember saying, I thought it was one of the best blockbusters ever made. Like, it wasn't necessarily what I was looking for, but I was like, that's one of the best blockbusters. <laughs> People were like, well, what was it about? I have no idea. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was really, really good. We should definitely watch that again. Yeah. Um, it also, I, this, this actually marks an important part in my personal life because that means, yeah, it definitely was 2010. No lie. <laughs> End <laughs> of story. Um, <laughs> no, because when I was in post-production on my first short film, um, Denise, I was doing the music Tamara for Tamara 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 Cheetah. And Ro. 
He's also in this film. He is also in this film. He's in Inception? No. (laughs) He's in Predators. You didn't see him? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> I was yeah, I was doing the score for it, and the trailer for Inception had just come out, and it had that big noise yep. in the trailer, which wasn't in the film that much, and I don't think actually, but it was all over the trailer. And yeah, I was like stole it, like everybody else did. It's a Hans Zimmer horn, I think it's called. Yeah, I think yeah. you'll find they just stole it pokes people. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I stole. So that was an important part. It's the beginning of my film career was Inception and me stealing from it. Was Hellraiser two? They the Leviathan. Yeah. <laughs> I think they stole yeah. it. Yeah, go listen to a Hellraiser podcast. I feel like podcast. it's in everything. It's still being used today. It still gets used a lot. Not as much as it was. Yeah, like there was a point after the, after 2010 where it got used for a lot. Yeah. Uh, coming in at number three, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part One. Ooh. We'll get to the end. Bunny Ali was end. here. She just finished all those. She read all the books. Watched all the movies. Yep. As if she was the doing a retrospective that complete. we weren't covering. <laughs> I was thinking of one day getting to Harry Potter. Now why bother? Mm-hmm. Well, we should just had her do it. I know. She read the books as well. <laughs> Who does that? Well, yeah, you read Hellraiser. Right. Not all of them. <laughs> That's dedication. Jeez. Coming into number two, Alice in Wonderland. Oh. This is the, that one? <laughs> the Tim Burton. The Tim Burton Yeah. Yeah. Johnny artist. Depp. Yeah. Uh, I don't like Mia this. Mia something. What's her face? What's always she's great. Yeah, she's great. Oh, Wazakowskwa. Yeah. Sure. She's Australian. Is she really? Mm-hmm. I doubt it. She absolutely is. Yeah. <laughs> and coming in at number one, Al, I don't know if you can see my list No, here. I can't actually. I can't. Any guesses, guys? Number, number one. Number one, 2010. Can, we, can you give us a hint? Is it live action or animated? It is animated again. Fuck. There's been a little gap there. What came out in 20... So it's got to be a Pixar Emperor's movie. New Groove. Pixar is correct. Oh. Because um, Disney Nemo? had already had nope. that tangled. No, 2010 would have yeah, been... Yeah, two more guesses. Because no, funny, it was way Toy Story... That. Three. Three? Yes, yeah. there you go. You guys got yeah. it. Toy Story 3, which pulled in over a billion dollars worldwide. One billion dollars. That's Marvel money. Yeah. Yeah. Well done then. Toy Story 4 coming because we were <laughs> convinced 3 was the end. No, they're going to make you cry again. Yeah. No one's excited about it anymore because they just want Detective Pikachu. Ooh, that looks Ooh. great. It looks, looks fun. Great. So that's our list for 2010. Uh, very good list. Thank you very Lots much, Alex. animation. Yeah, five. Five out of ten or animation, I think, mm-hmm. or something like that. Katie Watson. Give us some horror landscape. This was please. a very good year for horror, but we'll it was also Alex will be the judge of that. Very popular year. <laughs> Can you tell us about each of these films, Alex? Please, because I'm tired. Yeah. A little mechanism called the Third Dimension. Ah, <laughs> uh, Third Dimension. That's a. Is that a film? No. Oh, you no. guys don't listen when I talk. <laughs> 3D. You just heard the last two words. I heard dimension. <laughs> third. Dim- what? Uh, that's yeah. That's a film. <laughs> I remember that movie. Was a the guy? In a I'm living thing? in it right now. <laughs> no, it was used a lot. In uh, this list yeah. is what I said. Good, good. Yeah. So we're starting off with 2001 Maniacs, colon, Field of Screams. I've never heard of that. How do you feel about it? Oh, yeah, this film. Uh, yeah, it was a good film. It was about maniacs. 2001 of them. Yeah, t- or a was lot it of in the year 2000? There's a lot of maniacs. Yeah. I've never, I don't think I've seen this one. I think it's the original one's a remake of an old film called 2001, and the remake has Robert Englund in it, our friend Freddy. Yep. There's a film Kank that of- was uh, spoiled earlier, Black Swan. Black Swan, yep. Uh, that's the original remake. remake of Suspiria. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> the Child's Eye 3D, which I'm just going to let you marinate with that title. <laughs> Child's Eye 3D. Think about that. 3D. Think about what they've done. So we talked, I think before we talked about the eye, was that last week? We talked about the eye too with the baby, the pregnant spookies and the baby, uh, her pregnant baby is 
It's um, haunted. Her pregnant baby is haunted. <laughs> yeah. No, in her belly, it's haunted. Uh, it's pregnant uh, wait, in her belly. Wait, the baby's pregnant? Yeah. What? No. She's her pregnant. <laughs> Thank you. Ba- well, you know what I mean. I was like, this <laughs> is Inception. <laughs> <laughs> all the chicken or the egg. Um, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Her pregnant belly is haunted, I guess. Yeah, because yeah, all babies are ghost babies. Thank you. Yeah. So we're not doing that conversation it's again. True. We're not doing it. Yeah, this is where, so Oxide, Pang, and Danny Pang did the eye, they did the eye too, they're both fantastic. I was very excited about any others, then they did the eye infinity, and then this shit, and they did- Thai directors that make their films in Hong Kong. Opposite. Hong Kong directors that make their films in Thailand. There you go. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> That's what we really needed uh, to say. This one was misspelled for me, but I actually really like how you spelled this, and I think I'm going to say it this way from now on. Don't spell the illusion that I put together. I split on your grave. <laughs> <laughs> the, the remake. Shyamalan and Ding Dong re- remake of I Spit on Your Grave. Because it's like the past tense of spit. It's like I split it. Oh, at least that I split on your no, grave. No, I split. Insidious. Oh, so we're huge. into the beginning of. Well, no, that's not technically the Conjuring universe, but yeah, the beginning of. of it's the beginning of a big him, thing. Him, James Wan, directing two films that are identical to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Last Exorcism. Which uh, I don't know if you yeah. mean the one in past tense. The Last Exorcism I did, or this is the last. It's found footage, big budget. It's good. It's good. Uh, Let Me In. The remake Amazing. of Let the Right One In. It's very good. I just watched that. Within the last three months. The remake or the mm-hmm. original? Yeah. Remake's really good. The original's amazing, but it was, I needed something that I didn't need subtitles to at the time. There'll be people screaming at us right now. because I understand. It, it, But it is one of those things where like, yeah, there's no reason to remake Let no. the Right One In. They don't really change much. However, if you've seen Let the Right One In, but the actors that they your do heart to let me in because it's beautiful. For the remake are phenomenal. Yeah, and it's gorgeous. It's really good job. shot. It's by the guy who directed Cloverfield. And I hate remakes and I like A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, you're all about we covered this I used to know a little bit about it. On the Nightmare on Elm Street, go to weegeeks.com or weegeeks.com. No Robert England. No, just the cat man. Normal activity dose. Oh, we might be getting to these films at some point, so we're yeah. going to save. Alex has a little bit of affection, shall we say. For the whole series. We have a group, affectation. We have a group chat for everyone who's involved with this podcast show. And every now and then I'll send out and go, who wants to do what? And every time, Alex is paranormal activity by now you don't even say it you're like you know what i want yeah we should do a live stream of you watching them though because you do the great like hoodie over face woody now that's the question i I don't think for these the first times we watched them you were very i my horror flavor is if it's ghosts then i'm i'm tucked into my hoodie peeking with one eye if it's slasher films i have a good time and enjoy it and i trousers off (laughs) (laughs) i'm pants off i'm naked but yeah, the, the ghost spookies. If we do do me. that one, I think we're, um, Ali said she wanted to do it. And I don't think she's seen any of them because that's the only way we could do it. Because you and I have seen all of them, mm-hmm. maybe multiple times. I don't I've know seen. if she's allowed to watch those when she's in her apartment <laughs> by herself so often. Perfect. <laughs> Followed by Paranormal Activity colon Tokyo Night. Yeah. This is the stalling point for us. This is the one I haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. This is hard that. to get hold of with English subtitles. But yeah. Following into the third dimension, Piranha. Yeah, this is on the list as well. We'll get to the Piranha films. They're fun, actually. And they're very... There's a whole bunch of different ones. Because you've got, like, you start with Corman, then you've got James Cameron's first ever film, which is Piranha 2. And then you go into the crazy remakes, which are all just boobs and blood. And it's, yeah, I've yeah, seen it's some of It's fun. Uh, Puppet Master, Axis of Evil. Mm. That's that little box over there. You see the suitcase by a sweet case over there? Yep. That's all that's of the Puppet, Puppet Master films. 
other than now to put out a new one because they just they put out like 50 of these movies just will we be visiting this at some point i've literally i've never seen one of them Ooh. but that was a limited box so i was like well if i ever do it and get a whole franchise let's put it together you guys ever create paraphernalia or memorabilia for any films just put it in a limited edition yeah collectors only on it. something and especially like a metal or a tin case mm-hmm. i will buy it See, I, what i want is just a whole it. horror franchise in one thing on blu-ray I'm in. Yeah. I don't care what franchise it is. I just want a whole collection because it saves us time and me time. Do you know how much money I have to spend getting each of these Blu-rays bespoke in the future when we do franchises like this? So it's so nice just to know that's just sitting there ready. Yeah. I got a few sitting around. Like I just got all the Amityville horrors in because I thought we might do that at some point. This is my life, guys. (laughs) (laughs) The Reef. This is a really good shark movie. We watched it actually last year. It's good. It's not, I mean, it's not incredible. Oh, yeah. We watched this in Vegas. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. It's one of the best shark movies really out. Um, I think it's Australian. It was like legitimately scary. Yeah. Oh, like- actually, you know, this is, this was based on a true story. Yeah. Yeah. So before I was born, like three or four, maybe like four or five years before I was born, my parents had done really well in their business. So they were like, let's, let's take seven months off or like, let's take a year off. And my dad bought a boat and with my younger sister, uh, my older sister and my older brother, they went out on this big boat journey up the East Coast and lived on the Barrier Reef for like seven months. And my dad told me this story because I think it happened around that time. Oh, man. Oh, and it was sort of like That's circulating like, let's around the communities. Yeah. yeah, about this boat that capsized and basically it was like this, this race to the reef. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and and uh, yeah, they were just getting picked off one by one. Yeah. yeah. Except the one guy who stayed on the boat. Well, yeah, we'll get we'll, then, Don't yeah. spoil. And my sister <laughs> told me the story. So she would have been about five or six. And for whatever reason, my parents let her watch Jaws. What? Mm-hmm. Whilst they were living on a boat. She oh, said she no. She said she couldn't uh, go in the water for a while. I had I difficulty with them. Jaws and we lived by a lake. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was did, still I, like, I'm fine. I still don't get in the water to this day because someone showed me Jaws. Well, my babysitter showed me Jaws when I was three. And oh, it just got in my gosh. brain. But I was nowhere near water. <laughs> Um, anyway, let's get through this. We're going to get a Predators, Sorry. guys. Rubber, great film. Great film. Shot a 5D. So for anybody out there thinking, hey, I want to make movies, but I don't have access to great equipment, rent a 5D. It's going to cost you absolutely nothing. I'll borrow it from a friend. Go watch Rubber and see what can be done. They did have professionals Fantastic. on board. But First, I thought you said it was shot in 5D. Five. I was like, whoa. <laughs> That's what I thought you Katie said, Katie just too, said we like, started. We're doing 3D a 3D here. 3D is the limit yeah. right now, okay? Speaking of, we have Saw 3D. Uh, we're never doing these. I don't like them. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. The Silent House. I think there were two that year. This is, yeah, like it was, fuck, I forgot what country put out the title's original. meant to be a horror film and all parents are like, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can exactly. I go there? America remade this the same year that the international version was in festivals. That's crazy. So they both sort of came out at the same time. It, it's a single, well, it's a single shot, inverted commas in here, horror film. We are what we are. Yeah, it's a Mexican sort of ritualistic Cannibal film. It's good. <laughs> exactly. Is that it? The Ward. Uh, John Carpenter's Amber Heard movie. It's all right. I don't know this one. Could be worse. And then one of my absolute favorite horror films of all time, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. So good. Great fun. One of the best horror comedies ever made. Ever. There aren't many that are great, to be honest. So good. Thank you, Katie. All right, so we're- oh, wait, a- I've got two more to oh, add to that shit. list. Oh, Resident Evil Afterlife. Yeah, I Resident had that too, but I skipped it. Evil. And Sex in the City too. Oh, it was oh, very fuck, scary. Yeah. That bit where they're all in, where are they? In Dubai, I think, and they got like oh money and God, yeah. Horror. So 
I only know that from the trailer, just to be clear. Yeah, that right. Was enough. He's got the box set. He it bought came, the box set. It came in like this purse. Yeah, <laughs> this it's a metal purse that <laughs> yeah. clasps. Look, I'll do Dawson's Creek. Feather boa. I hated Sex and the City. I hated Ali Mobile even more. Yep. All right, so we're in a landscape of the tide is changing a little bit. We're about to get into the James Wan era of Spookies, bringing back The Conjuring and Insidious and all that. Well, it's just starting to happen. Um, Paranormal Activities. What, did we, what were we on? Part two. So that two, was just and starting then the to Tokyo go. one. We're really getting into spooky, spooky territory. Mm-hmm. We're not into monster films. I don't think there was any creature feature on there. Oh. And into that, why not? Throw Predators. <laughs> yeah. Only three years, and that blows my mind, because I remember when Predators was coming out, I was ready. I was excited. I was like, awesome, a new Predator movie. Mm-hmm. I had, as we said last week, been a bit more forgiving about Requiem than most people. And, but it was only three years later. That's crazy to me. I feel like there was a big gap. Well, I feel like there was probably a big gap between just a straight Predator film. Oh, yeah. yeah. Massive so gap. I think there was probably still an excitement for none of this AVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anymore. I mean, let's be clear. It's been like twenty years yeah. since Predator Two, yeah, something like that. Nearly. So if you look at it in that way, then you, it's understandable. Yeah, because yeah, I remember at the time the AVP films not really catching my attention, but when this came out, I was like, Fuck "Yeah, that sounds awesome." Yeah. So it should be clear, all three of us have seen this one before. Yeah. And this is uh, along with Predator. I think the only one mm-hmm. um, that we've all seen before. I think I'd only seen half of this. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I didn't think I'd seen it to the, the end. middle half. The middle half. <laughs> Yeah, I just watched the middle half. Just like the meat and the sandwich. I was like, mm, it's, it's tasty. I'll put that down. Budgeted at $40 million. Now, for some contrast to those of you listening, this is the same amount of money as AVP Requiem last week. And half the amount of AVP. Wow. When adjusted for inflation. Anyway. Oh, I was going to um, say what? Nearly. The well, AVP was $70 million. This was 40 And when you do the inflation over those years in between. People should be out. ashamed of that. Um, so, yeah, this costs half as much as Paul Anderson's one. Grossed $127 million, which seems to be a repeating sort of range figure for these films. Mm-hmm. No matter how much money they spend, they get about that much back each time. Yeah, no one learns their lesson. <laughs> they shot for 53 days, which is... A long time. Well, no. It's pretty it? quick. Yeah, I mean... Is it? No, I mean, it's pretty... I have never made a movie. I'm the only one in this room who's never made a movie. So for people uh at home who are wondering about that stuff yeah like if you're a first time director you might do 14 days uh, you two 18 that's kind of normal over 20 is rare for first time i push with my film starfish to do 31 days a little self-promotion there <laughs> alex you did a feature film last year didn't you did How a feature film that was uh yeah 14 days yeah. that was a low budget indie yeah so that's quite often for indie for the big budget ones they can go up for months and months and months um and you will normally do like maybe a couple of months shooting and then you go away and might come back again for 30 days more shooting or something or 15 days or 40 days whatever 53 days, it's about average, I would say, for a big budget, but it's still a good amount for a film like this, because I'm going to argue this is a big budget, you know, B-movie, really. Well, we know how you feel. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> directed by Nimrod Antal. I don't know how to say his second name. Antal? Antal? He's directed Vacancy before. Oh. Armored, Metallica Through the Never, The Whiskey Robber. He's a Hungarian director. He's done some, you know, decent films. I hope so, with a name like Nimrod. <laughs> Written by Alex Litvak, who, uh, I don't know, yeah, Alex Litvak and Michael Finch, who I think, are these the ones who at this time had not written anything? But they would go on to do The Three Musketeers, uh, which I haven't seen that new one, and they're doing the Masters of the Universe film. As in He-Man. Yeah. Mm. Michael Finch will go on to write Hitman, Agent 47, American Assassin, and then he's also doing the new Hansel and Gretel sequel, apparently, Witch Hunters oh, 2. Oh, that's supposed to be really scary. No. It was a first Hansel and Gretel Hansel, yeah. film? Yeah, Hansel and Gretel's with um, Jeremy Renner. 
Oh, that's right. Oh, it's like a Van Helsing type thing. Yeah. I don't know what I'm thinking about. Something good. Uh, DP'd by Gaiula Pados, who's also Hungarian. He did Basic Instinct 2, The Duchess. He also did Metallica through the Never with this director. Maze Runner okay. 2 and 3 he would go on to do. And Jumanji, Welcome to That Jungle. Welcome to the jungle. So decent DP, though. I mean, these are some Here, good looking. Jack Black stand in needs. Please <laughs> call Alexander Chard. Uh, music, more than any of, more pedigree is in the music. John Debney did Police Academy the series. It was a series? Yeah. We'll be covering that in our retrospective. Our <laughs> Police Academy <laughs> retrospective. It'll just be Alex in here by himself. This guy's a lot of horror and then a lot of just kids' movies. He did The Relic. He did I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah, then he man. did Spy Kids, a lot of the Spy Kids. He did The Princess Diaries, Snow, Snow Dogs. Yeah, I love Princess Diaries. Passion of the Christ, Bruce okay. Almighty, Elf, Sin City, The Adventures of Sharp Boy and Lava Girl 3D, Iron Man 2, mm. The Jungle Book, uh, The Greatest Showman, Dora the Explorer apparently is a movie being made and he's doing the music for it. He has a pretty big and impressive CV. Yeah. And you might notice what's a lot there with Robert Rodriguez on his kid stuff and Sin City as well. Uh, starring Adrian Brody as Royce. We don't find that out till the very end. Yeah, so it's kind nah. of a spoiler. Yeah, so we'll just call him Brody. Topher Grace as Edwin. It's just Topher. I mean, most of these are just characters that we actors yeah. that we know. Yeah. So, uh, Alice Braga as Isabel. Walton Goggins as Stands. Oleg Taktarov as Nikolai. Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus. Morpheus. Yeah. <laughs> Danny Trejo <laughs> as Cuchillo. Uh, Louis Uzawa Changchian as Hanzo. Yakuza. Mahershala. Is he actually, though, from his surname, he's Chinese. Chang Chien. Did they yeah. cast a Chinese person as a Japanese? Oh, boy. Here we go. Uh, Mahershala Ali as Mombasa. And Derek Mears as classic predator or hero predator. Nice. Classic. Oh, so the... Okay. The friendly predator. I'm not going to go through well, who played the other one. Pseudo friendly. So this is a predator film that has Adrian Brody, an Academy Award winner. Mahershala Ali, who would later win an Academy Award for... Moonlight. True. Right. That's quite the pedigree. At, well, and... That's and, it. <laughs> no, but you've also got... Um, Lawrence Fisburne was nominated yeah. for an award. And was Walter Goggins nominated? But anyway, a lot of Oscar pedigree. Yeah. In this movie. This is the real deal. That's just from the start. From so. principles. Derek Mears, by the way, playing the classic Predator <laughs> in this. He played... We've covered him before. He played Jason in the Friday the 13th remake. Who did? Derek Mears, who plays classic Predator in this one. Oh, very nice, Derek. You have a good CV, too. So this is what happened. I'm going to take you guys way back. It's 1994, only a few years after Predator 2. Robert Rodriguez is making Desperado. Oh, it's so good. Great film. I used to love that film. He came up while making Desperado with a draft for a Predator script that was going to be Predator 3. In time. Mm. Uh, 20th Century Fox turned it down because it was going to need too big a budget. It took them... 15 years to come around to the idea of, yeah, we should use that Robert Rodriguez guy. Uh, when they did, they allowed Robert to uh, produce at Troublemaker Studios. So Robert Rodriguez would have full creative, well, not full, but better creative control of what was happening. They decided to call it Predators and a tribute to Aliens. So it would feel like yeah. a real sequel. And as usual, lots of directors were considered. Robert wasn't, he didn't have time to direct. He was too busy making shitty Spy Kids sequels or whatever. He was I don't time have time to, to write it. I don't, what do you want from me? So lots of directors were considered, including Neil Marshall, director of Dog Soldiers, The Descent, and some great good horror film. film. <laughs> One of the greatest films. MJ Bassett, who had gone to direct Silent Hill Revelation instead of this movie. 
Bill Duke, um, who was he was the black guy in the original Predator. The one he, who has a love story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one who's like just crying all the time when his friend dies. Uh, he's apparently a director. He's done a lot of stuff. Hmm. Nothing that I can see that looks good. He's very sweaty. The only notable thing I could see he's really done is Sister Act 2. Oh my god. But yeah, he's a big director. He's done a lot of stuff. Well, big working director. Whoopee. They also considered Marcus Nispel, who I felt was considered for all these films. He's We've covered him before. He directed the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the remake of Friday the 13th, um, and he did Pathfinder and stuff. Peter Berg, who directed Hancock, Friday Night Lights, Battleship, and Deepwater Horizon. And finally, they also considered Darren Lynn Boozman, who did Saw 2, Saw 3, and Saw 4. These guys are all on, like, the, just on the wrong side of where they need to be to do a Predator film. Like, they're all either way too horror or way too family yep. drama. I mean, I think, I mean, Peter Berg's an interesting choice. I did Hancock and Friday Night Lights because I don't know what he would do with it. Uh, Marcus Nispel, you know exactly what he would do with it. He would make yeah. it look gorgeous, feel, you know, yeah. great, but probably be quite soulless. Sure. And we're going to get into how much soul this movie has with who they picked. Um, but Rodriguez picked Nimrod Antel as he was a fan of his film Control and he also liked Vacancy. Uh, so Nimrod was then told by 20th Century Fox that the movie is going to be scrapped because the script wasn't good enough. So Antel was given two screenwriters who, had, from what I, my research, had never written a feature film before. Excellent. And they were given 10 days to write a new story outline from scratch, which they did in their basement. They just locked themselves away and came up with this. Uh, and Nimrod then did over 100 pages of storyboards to prepare for the film. The production team were told to only look at the original film. Interesting. Not to look at any of the sequels, which is weird because there's a lot from the sequels, I will say, in here. Little nods. Mm. Nimrod didn't want to cast a burly man like Arnie. Instead, he wanted a wiry, tough guy. So he was excited to get Adrian Brody. A bird who is actually a, a man. <laughs> Let's get that guy in here. But it was just say like Adrian Brody was not who... They originally, uh, no, that's incorrect, actually. Sorry. So I'll fuck this up because we were watching this last night. I turned to you and I said, oh, it'd be very interesting when you know who they wanted to cast yeah. instead of Adrian. I was incorrect. That's for the next week's film because I was doing oh. research for both. But I think who they wanted to cast for the lead for next week's film would have actually been better Here? for this week's film. But maybe I'll reveal that as a tease at the end of, at the end of this oh, episode. Oh, Al, you teased me. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm not going to smile you again. Adrian Brody put Soil on- me again. <laughs> Smell. Uh, Adrian Brody. Geez. This room is weird. <laughs> I agree. He's only in doing these notes that I found out Adrian Brody's name is spelt with an E and not an A. Yeah. Yep. Adrian. All right, sure. Adrian Brody put on 25 pounds of muscle. Oh, yeah. Just yeah, can see it. Well, you see it in the end. You the rest it, of the yeah. film, you don't really know, but he gets his top off. He's like but he's still very lean. Very shouldery. Very like, yeah. see is wide. But uh, that's why I agree with what you're saying, like a wiry, tough guy. It's like, yeah. 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 Nailed it. He's, he's sort of, he's sort of um, Brad Pitt Fight Club body. Yeah. Which is a good, good body. It's a good body. I remember once I um, started working with a trainer and she said, what are your goals? And I went, Brad Pitt Fight Club. <laughs> She's, like, She's like, get like, out. <laughs> she laughed. And I never reached those goals. Give me all of your money. <laughs> <laughs> I can give you Chris Pratt pre-Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chris Pratt. Eat this donut. <laughs> like, all right, this works with me. <laughs> Alan Silvestri was also asked to return to do the score, but he couldn't because he has scheduling conflicts with the A team. Nice. Oh. That's what you say when you Priorities. really don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> they shot 60% of Texas in order to benefit from those old tax credits, uh, but the main locations were shot in Hawaii, even though most of the film was shot in Texas. I don't know how that works out, but whatever. What? Uh, yeah, and there's some other fun little things we'll get to, but I think we should maybe crack on. Dot them in. Get in it. All right. 
So we begin, of course, with 20th Century Fox fanfare. Love it. That's <laughs> all. <laughs> can recommend just from 20th Century Fox fanfare at the beginning. Um, I should say they wanted to turn this into heat vision halfway through. They wanted it to be, and then right. it'd go, and you'd see it through heat vision. Oh, the fanfare. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. 20th Century Fox would not have it. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're <laughs> not doing that to our logo. <laughs> Troublemaker Studios logo comes up. Always looks kind of tacky to me. Gotta mm. be honest. It's that explosion thing. I'll visit Troublemaker Studios. I did. When our film Starfish. Did you uh, tell them... Uh, invite only. Was it just so you could address that you thought it looked tacky? Or was yeah. it... Yeah. yeah. I set a meeting up while I was in Austin. Um, <laughs> they're very gracious to accept my criticisms. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had a cool thing where you could go to Troublemaker Studios. Some directors were asked to go um, and some other people. Um, and we went in a little bus there. And... Got to go around the entire place. Cool. Had signed a lot of NDAs, so not allowed to say about anything. Saw a lot of Battle a leader. Um, saw the set and stuff. Like You've said too much. I can hear yeah. And got to hold outside. a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about in this film. They had all, they still have it all. Here's a warehouse Ooh. of everything they've ever used. Their motive is they never throw away anything because they can repurpose everything. Yeah. So for instance, there's a big, okay, I'm not allowed to say, but there's a big like scene in Battle Angel Leader, which is repurposing an iconic thing from the from Dust Dawn TV show. Cool. Um, and they do a lot of that. So, yeah, there was this huge warehouse full of stuff. And we got to, like, see the Predator actual, like, suits and the Predator weapons and hold so stuff. Did you put it on? No. Did you just start making the Predator sound? Yeah, I was just walking around. I didn't talk much because I'm a bit awkward in those situations. So I was just going, wah. The whole the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'd ask you questions. You're yeah. like, wah. <laughs> yeah. um, wah. Just, just get back on the bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait till this tour is over but no so kind of was fun for me to see in this film now some of these props and go how cool they looked because in, per- in, in real life a lot of props look pretty shitty mm-hmm. to be yeah. honest hard cut adrian brody or adrienne falling now it doesn't look very cool to my eyes i agree <laughs> right from the start just the effects have aged very poorly mm-hmm. i was immediately reminded we recently watched some of the Bond films. Yeah. And I'm going to say the right thing. I'm making sure I'm going to say the right thing. When What's-His-Face Superman is falling, they did like the jump out of the airplane that's way too high or whatever. Oh, that was Mission Impossible the- one. Oh, yeah. Ghost Protocol. Henry Cavill. Well, not Ghost oh, Protocol. Fallout. Yeah. Fallout. It's a new Fallout way to oh, jump out. there you go. If you're going to... if you What are you going to say? Because that was actually real. I understand that. Okay. I was just going to say, it reminded me of that. <laughs> oh, okay. But I thought you were going to say it looks done. shit like Fallout. No, no, the Fallout one looked amazing. Yeah. I was terrified for those people. Well, but not yeah. Tom Cruise. He's an alien prince. He's fine. Adrian Brody. I knew he was fine. But yeah, mm. it didn't look great. No, it didn't yeah. look great. It's but, a cool start though. Huh? Love the start. Yeah. And this might be a repeating thing with me through this movie is I love the story. Mm-hmm. Like I think the beats are great. Yeah. I love this opening, like hard opening to someone falling through the sky his parachute opens last minute into a jungle. There's a device on his arm that looks predatory. So if you're paying attention, you know immediately. Yeah. And that's something that's hard for us to remember. I don't know if you guys remember going in because the trailers gave away some bits, unfortunately. Yeah. Which they have to do because otherwise it's just another predator film in a jungle. But they go into this film having no idea. I do wonder what point would you realize, oh, they're on an alien planet mm-hmm. before they realize it. But yeah, from the trailers and from that device, I was immediately like, alien. Yeah. And I will say that Bethany, who's my wife and listeners that, haven't heard me talk about it. Who <laughs> on the refused to watch any more Predator films after graciously sitting through the first one with me. Watch yeah. this intro and went, ooh, 
that's good. I'm in. And then she was in. She Adrienne. sat and watched it with me. Yeah. It's a very compelling, very cool. And then they edit it very nicely because he hits the ground. And the second he hits the ground hard, logo comes up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Really I love good. a good hard intro like nice, that. Nice, clean logo. No yeah, it's crazy cool, colors. Like green yep. algae font. Yeah. yeah. So it like pulls you into the jungle. Yeah. It's true. I like it. And classic style music straight away. I mean, we gave credit to the the composer who's done a lot of stuff. He's just working off of Alan Silvestri. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's, he is. Yeah. Every note is basically Alan Silvestri. He does some, but it sounds great. does sound good. But it does sound like it's yeah. Alan Silvestri. Just repurposing the old yeah. music. I mean, he does some, we noticed in the end credits because we stayed to see if there's a post-credits thing. There is not. To see, he does some weird stuff in that. He gets experimental in the end credits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really in, even though it doesn't look great really fucking in for this opening and immediately watching it now in 2018 i didn't say this to you last night katie um but i was trying to see how much of this movie can i watch pretending it's a PUBG movie <laughs> because this is exactly <laughs> oh, yeah. how a PUBG movie for the first half an hour at least of this movie it is PUBG. yeah you're parachuting into an island you don't know where you are yeah and then yeah as he lands he's going to meet a whole bunch of just ragabond vagabond people with different weapons yeah, but in PUBG, they'd all be trying to shoot you and they are, they do land equipped with their specialized right. weapons, That's don't they? True. They do, because this is a computer game. Yeah. <laughs> Each person has their own costume, their own, mm-hmm. yeah, like background, their own stereotype of a different country, yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Adrian has the big Fatum gun that Katie's a fan of in video games. Yeah. Um, it was funny when, actually, it's funny you mentioned the video game, because when Bethany and I, were watching it as the whole sort of ensemble was assembled. I was like, if this was a if this was a game, which character would you choose? Who yeah. would you be in that jungle? That's how it feels. Because feels like an incredible well for video game adaptation standards. <laughs> an incredible video game movie. Like I would totally play the shit out of this. Yeah. I yeah. would choose Adrian Brody. Yeah. Where he's gone. Well, because like Isabel, she has a cool gun, but only from a distance. Yeah. Something comes running up on her, she's fucked. Yeah. And I feel we said that with every Predator movie so far is like, I would play this as a video game more than watch this as a yeah. video game. And I don't, just to be clear, the people new to us, we don't normally do that. Like we do like video games, but I don't mm. think I rarely say that about, I mean, I do rarely say that about it. It just movie. has a very gamey feel to it because yeah, yeah, everyone is like stereotyped mm-hmm. and they're like little caricatures. Yeah, exactly. So. Oh, that'd be great. Imagine like eight of us just parachute in then you got to yeah. work for a narrative for the jungle, find resources, survival game, go up against Predators. Yeah. yeah. There was a Predators movie at the time of this, but it was for Android phones. Um, so not quite the same. <laughs> yeah, so he's got a big old platoon gun. Uh, Danny Trejo falls and then another person whose parachute doesn't open. Some nasty practical effects here. Mm-hmm. Like Kill one. Drop the person. And then we have, what are these guns called? It's the one that like uh, Texas boy was using in the original Predator. Like those little Uzis. Oh, No, right. the huge like, the like rotary. Gun. Oh, yeah. It's like a gun. Just go, I don't know. Yeah. I hate so them. imagine him falling with times. that. Right. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like waking yeah. up, he would have been falling so well, fast. We don't see him fall, which I think is probably smart. Yeah. Because well, his parachute would have had to open a long time before he hit the ground. Maybe he, he fell in died. a cage because later on we're going to see some things fall in cages and some things just no, fall. No, but humans fall in parachutes. But why are you not when you got to go in that Because I feel like he would have said that when they saw the cages later on. It is weird. Yeah, no, absolutely. I like no, how everything right. in this is, I wrote down, it's like everything's dropped um, worms style. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like oh, worms. yeah, yeah. Like you thought it was. I like worms. Uh, yeah, he's some big old lunkhead. Uh, where's he from? Is he from? Do you say Ukraine? Something like or that. Like, so, uh, Chechnya. 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 He's from yeah. Chechnya. Yeah. I was going to call him lunkhead. Yeah. He's nice. 
So we're learning a lot immediately. Adrian flanks him. So we're learning Adrian's got these old black ops army moves. Yeah. This guy's more of a just, let's just point and shoot at stuff. We've got mm-hmm. Danny Trejo, who's clearly cartel. Cartel, yeah. Um, see, it was interesting because he shoots at Danny Trejo first before you even meet this. What's his name? Yori? Lunkhead. 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 <laughs> and the tree behind Danny Trejo gets shot to shit. And then Danny Trejo moves. Yeah. And I'm like, you'd be dead. <laughs> yeah. you did. You would be dead. You would be dead. But he's fine. Spoilers. I do appreciate that they shot, yeah, pretty much all this on location. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks, well, I mean, yeah. There's a portion of it in Hawaii at least shot on location. Yeah. Like a bunch of, but I'm sure a lot was done in Troublemaker Studios as well. But. Mm-hmm. So, let's see, yeah. So, he's called Nikolai. He's, he remembers a war and he was in a war and then there was a light and then falling. And then it turns out it's basically the same for everyone we're going to meet. They were in some sort of combat situation. And then there was a light, and then they woke up in free fall. Already getting some really good dialogue from Medium Brody. Oh, yeah. He's like, you need to stop doing it. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to the dialogue. Um, <laughs> then we get the token girl who introduced herself, a Mexican girl who I'm going to call Sniper Girl. Yep. She's the seen girl. a lot of jungles. It's the first line. <laughs> and immediately's like, I don't know this one. You landed a minute ago. Yeah. She's on it. Yeah. He's like, I don't know it. How did you know it? The topography. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that's right. Plant yeah. life. Yeah. Weather for this time of year. Yeah. You don't know what time of year it is. Yeah. Maybe the ant. Well, she does because she, she just. might be focused on the wrong She could have been drugged for months, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. She doesn't know. Maybe the Amazon, she says. Uh, yeah. But she saw more parachutes. So off the go, we see following them an Asian guy. Did you corroborate whether it was a Chinese actor or not? Uh, I looked up his name and then I. I then you go, I wow. forgot what you did. Dedication on this team. <laughs> yeah. uh, I will uh, look that up now. Uh-huh. Uh, we get an Asian guy in a nice suit following them, takes his shoes off, walking bare feet. Doesn't want him to get muddy. No. Uh, I mean, he's clearly meant to be Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yakuza. Because what else can a Japanese act to be other than Yakuza or a geisha? What other predator? I think it was AVP that had a very cube feeling. Yes. This one completely feels like you yes in the jungle i was gonna say we mentioned i'm so glad you brought up could we mention it in avp oh. well to down to the point of like everyone having their own set of skills yeah and being that kind of caricature i was like this is cube yes in the jungle no this exactly Alex feels still hasn't seen it you need to see that movie this yeah, feels know these references. What are you like talking about? cube meets and we should take in context the year this is 2010 cubed meets <laughs> It feels like you me. I am hungry. Uh, do you know what? You, can you guess what finished in 2010 that this might reminisce to in some way? What finished? Yeah. I don't know. Lost. Ah. This very much to me Actually, feels off its time. That's, that's what Bethany said. Yeah. She was like, because she hadn't seen it. And she's like, I bet this is going to be some. Her, her, early, her early prediction was parallel universe lost right. style thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. No, hundred percent. Like maybe the five years missed the boat because they're right at Lost just finished, and then they brought this out. They should have done it a bit earlier. But this feels like Lost meets Cube at yeah. this point, which I'm fine with. Weird mystery. Don't know what's going on. Sure. Bunch of characters jumbled together. They're all pretty comic booky, computer gamey. Yeah. But whatever. If you're still interested, uh, Louise Ozawa Chang Chen is half Japanese, Japanese mother, and a Taiwanese father. Oh. He was raised in both New York City and Japan. Wow. City. International right. man. Yep. All right, we'll allow it. They come across two guys fighting a skinny white trash prisoner and then a built... Is he African, the other guy? Yeah. He's, yeah, he, he was from... Somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> we know he's African because he's, he's wearing the necklace. I think he says Somalia at some point. Somalia. Yeah. Okay. So we're really getting like massive stereotypes. And it's like, uh, yeah, super 
chunky, bulked up Mahershala yeah. Ali. Because yeah. he does, he's not that big anymore. Is he not? No. No. Oh, no, of course. Well, yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, and very, very white trash um, yeah. prisoner. It's okay, from base principles. Yeah. To Goggins. Hilarious. Um, and then Topher Grace hanging in the tree, screaming like only Topher Grace could. Mm-hmm. God bless him. So how do they get him down? Adrian Brody shoots the shoots the parachute. She's like, we should uh, get a thing, and he's just like, take too much time. Yeah. So we're learning here they're going to do a little bit of comedy because yeah, he falls in the water from the aforementioned shooting him down mm-hmm. and stands up again. Like he's panicking yeah. in the water and then stands up and he's in ankle deep water. Would have broken his back with yeah. the fall into yeah. that water. I he but hey, that would have been a great little, a little twist guy, though. to have like yeah. Topher, Topher Grace <laughs> in the movie for that moment and then he breaks his neck immediately and dies. Done. What a twist. Well, you can do a lot of cameos that way. Get people yeah. in. Cool. He says he's a doctor and he was on his way to work. So immediately, red flag. Yeah. Like immediately, like, come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, something, obviously something is going on with him because yeah. he doesn't fit the profile. And they call it right out. So we've got a group. We've got the lunkhead. We've got the white trash prisoner. We've got the African We've got the Mexican sniper girl. We've got Adrian Brody, Topher Grace, and Danny Trejo. That's and Yakuza. It. Oh, and Yakuza. But he hasn't quite joined them yet, has he? Oh, no. Yeah, he's, he's just wandering. Kind of wandering behind oh, yeah, them. just now. This is where it is. So they Feeling come across. The mud in his toes. <laughs> they come across a strange looking sort of monolith alien sort of sculpture in the jungle. Heaps of dead bodies piled underneath it. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the African guy? I'm uncomfortable calling him that. <laughs> I can call sniper girl. I can call white trash prisoner. <laughs> His name is, let me get it up here. Thank you. It is Mombasa. Mombasa. Oh, nice. Great, even better. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Mombasa says whoever it is takes trophies and that from him, the warrior uh, with the greatest trophies gets the most respect where he comes from. I just don't understand how she, I think she is the one who says it. She jumps from seeing this object, him saying that, and then she's like, this is a test of skills. It's like, that was a very mm-hmm. long yeah. jump. They're all long jumps. Yeah. Because what they're, I mean, again, from a writing point of view, I get it. It's like, all right, let's have all these different characters. Each of them understands a different thing that's going on here from their mm-hmm. history. But all of those histories are going to be very stereotypical yeah. and mildly racist. We're going to get to some bits. Yeah. And I mean, it is stereotypical. I guess what I do appreciate about it is it gets to the point quickly and then that's it. Whereas like when we were remembering AVP, mm-hmm. where it was like oh, a yeah. constant retread throughout the right. whole movie of this is the no, ceremonial hunting ground and this is the backstory. And now we're going to show you the backstory, at least here, even if it's so stereotyped. Yeah. And just like really hammed in. It's, it's, uh, yeah. No, at least yeah. it's just to the point. And then it's like, they, they let you just go, okay, yeah. well, you know the premise now. I appreciate we don't get any flashbacks to any of them in their like stereotypical yeah, countries doing yeah. whatever stereotypical thing they're doing. Yeah. No, you're right. So we find out most of them are also about to be executed, but they kind of shrug that off. Like they start saying that, but then they don't follow through with all of them. Right. It's mm. kind of weird. Well, it was just the two prisoner guys no, but, <laughs> yeah. that were about to be executed. Okay. But then someone else they was like, they were on death because row. other people were in war situations, then you're like, okay, was everyone in a precarious Well, they were point? all in basically coming to the end of their lives because of the choices that they had made besides the doctor. Well, like, I mean, but he might have been. He was a, Adrian Brody was like a mercenary. She was in something mm-hmm. not great. Not great. We, yeah, Yakuza, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. But this makes them start to think maybe they're all dead. Um, but Adrian, right. we should say, he doesn't give a shit. He's just the leader. He doesn't want them following. Well, he doesn't necessarily want them following him, but he doesn't want them slowing down anyway. So he's like, I'm going to find higher ground. Fucking doing this. Right. You chumps. Thing. I'm the white male <laughs> in this group. I am. Yeah. They come across a flower 
that old lunkhead wants to touch, but Topher Grace immediately calls out what it is and says, don't, it's poisonous. Nothing about this plant says And luckily, me. I have a surgery scalpel on me. Yeah. yeah. Cuts I just, it. I don't know where a doctor becomes a botanist. Well, no, he doesn't. But that's a clue to later on right, if he uses this. he knows. Because of what he does in his extracurricular But this activities. plant grows... No, this plant doesn't. This plant is actually from Cretaceous period, I think it was. Yeah, this is like, like a very, is it, which him very knowing though. about it. But then how does ridiculous. he, how would he have had access to it he would, on Earth? No, he wouldn't. He just knows it because he's an overall scientific smart guy, right? I yeah, but also you that. would go, if you knew about Who that plant. Who doesn't know how to swim. No, but if yeah. you knew about that plant, so you would go, this is. How this is, is this here? Yeah. Yeah, that would be the red what flag. The, like, what the fuck is this? Like, how are we, are we in dinosaur right. times? But, but instead, he's like, meh. In saying that, creatures that they thought had gone extinct in prehistoric times. Sure. But then you'd remark upon Earth. that. You'd be like, this is incredible. This like, is a discovery. You to see this species or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But no. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be a National Geographic. I'm a hero. Right. I'm totally This Christ. is the sign <laughs> of the century. <laughs> that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, they should have, I think more, they should have made him a scientist more yeah. than a doctor yeah he seems like a dentist in my opinion yeah <laughs> but also in saying that we didn't know i mean i didn't know about you guys but i didn't know that was a prehistoric plant uh -huh. watching the film until i read that afterwards so yeah. it's no, easy sure. to as an audience just be like oh, okay he he's a smart guy that i guess has a big sort of general knowledge but of he's things. not up to this point displayed any smart but that's but, just no but this is him this doing like, that that's the guy. thing this is him then showing that he's a nerdy guy but he's got all this knowledge he just reads books he can't swim like he's not everyone else is a tough person he is not is what they're trying to say they're trying to make him seem no, as weak I've as possible so you don't think he's going to be dangerous later that's what they're trying to do but you're right but it just makes it even more stupid that they throw in a if you do look it up like someone looked that up and wrote mm -hmm. it <laughs> So like, yeah. why didn't just put yeah. in some weird venomous plant in the Amazon or something? Yeah. Like, why would you? And if you say that, that's cool because you're adding a lot in this. We're going to see a Neanderthal skull later. Like, there's a lot in this that says they've been doing this for a long time mm -hmm. and taking things from other planets for a long time. Mm -hmm. So then, yeah, like have him remark on how cool that is. But anyway, he saves Lunkhead from touching it. He then is like, I owe you. That's gonna yeah. So they start a little well, romance. He gets a little of the the poison on his scalpel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Setting up a lot of things very mm -hmm. quickly. Again, it's good. Writing, if you're looking at just textbook writing, yep. in terms of this is what you need to do to tell your story. Mm -hmm. There's not, there's not fat here. Mm -hmm. like, there's no character yeah. time. Everything is expositional to what's going to happen later or what you need to know for where they just came from. Yep. Yep. Then Sniper Girl says to Adrian, "You want to see something fucked up?" <laughs> <laughs> right when he's like about to leave them, he's like, "You guys are dead weight. You're gonna kill me." She's like, "You want to see something fucked up?" Yeah, I do. <laughs> so she creates a makeshift compass from a leaf in water. And it just keeps spinning. Mm. And then Adrian says between that and that the sun hasn't moved, they could be in trouble. Mystery. Yeah. He also points out What's they're all heavy hitters other than Topher Grace. Yeah. And then doesn't bring it up again. Oh. <laughs> yep. So he knows something's off with Topher Grace. Yeah. But yeah, does nothing about it. Uh, they come across a crate that's been parachuted in. Again, very PUBG. You gotta yep. catch those parachute crates. All worms. No one's really taught you. <laughs> now you're making me think about it. But PUBG rip off worms. <laughs> no one taught. Oh, imagine playing PUBG, but where you're all just worms. Yeah. <laughs> just running around. No one talks much in this group, though. They're all actually pretty quiet. For a group of, like, quite hostile people. Mm. Like, Danny Trejo said nothing. Yeah. yeah. Nothing at all. I kind of forgot he was there. Yeah. Except that I kept 
like feeling bad for him that he's carrying around two guns and i was like his arms must be so tired yeah yeah and i guess that's like that's the thing when you compare that to the first predator where you had i mean that was all very testosterone and macho right but they had you know, yes they had a simple goal but there were very strong personalities within that group whereas here yeah everyone's very quickly into line yeah yeah and well, I think there's none of those personalities like sort of coming out and clashing. Like in as the much. first one, though, they're sent in knowing that why they're being sent in. Yeah, yeah. they're like, we're these people. That yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, in. and they've all worked Whereas together here, for yeah. That's true. years. Here, these people are more like still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Which I appreciate. But then you would ask more questions. That's my point. Like, this is, you know, no matter how I feel about this film, this is terrible character work. I was still expecting more from like the trashy redneck guy. I thought he was going to be kind of the loud mouthy one or like Topher Grace would keep going. What the fuck? Like, do yeah, you yeah. expect to have that one character who's like, are you guys not appreciating what is happening here? Yeah, mm-hmm. not completely. Yeah. It should, I should be said that the character Coachella, who's played by Danny Trejo in the script, he was described as a guy who looks like Danny Trejo. <laughs> was then Danny heard about this and called up Robert Rodriguez saying, hey, I heard there's a guy in the script for Predators who looks just like Danny Trejo. Guess what? I look just like Danny Trejo. Personally. <laughs> I mean, I can totally believe he would do that, but it sounds like the script writer's like, if you know you're going to work with Troublemaker Studios, yeah. you fucking know he can get Dranny Trejo yeah, in yeah. your movie, so you write that in and hope it happens. So, yeah, they find this crate. There's a weird, goopy sort of shed skin, I think. Yeah, yeah. with, like, bugs crawling on it. Yeah, like big cockroach things. Yeah. And then they look up and see, oh, there's 20 of them, yep. <laughs> which no one noticed. Mm-hmm. Just Gotta love it. Around. <laughs> Loads of crates. Yeah. So, so, just to clarify, then, so, yeah, they, they are... They're parachuting in a lot of stuff, the predators to yeah. this plan. They're parachuting in things to be hunted, which include people, probably just by parachute and not in crates, and then other aliens from other planets, which they're also hunting. They're not meant to kill people necessarily. They're just like being parachuted in as part of the hunt. Right. Yeah. And then the dog things, the hogs, or whatever is what I call them, because they're kind of like warthogs. Yeah. Sort of thing. They're the pets of predators that are already on the planet, yeah. right? They're yeah. not in these crates. Yeah, initially I thought they were yeah, from same. the crates, but they're not. Yeah. I thought they were more like the things that traveled with the predators. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he was like, later you hear Adrian Brody, it was like, they send the dogs in, which yeah, is yeah, yeah, them yeah. out, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is what you would do. Exactly. But there is like, it is confusing for me because I feel like, because we see these oh, crates yeah. and we're about to get a scene with the hogs. And I thought, oh, okay, these are the things that were in the crates. Right. But we're only actually going to see one other thing yeah. that was in any of these crates yeah. for the whole film. Not even carcasses of them anywhere. Like no. They'd already been hunted and killed. And Which not even trophies of them. It's weird. You feel yeah. like, okay, I'd see aliens dead everywhere or something. But it is a weird yeah. little blip that you think is cool, and then you have to kind of forget about it. Otherwise, it messes up. And then they bring it up again, yeah, near the end, and I was yeah. confused. Because, so it's like, why even bother? Just have yeah. this season, they're hunting humans. Mm-hmm. They're just humans. Like, why even do all these crates and humans do all these? Humans are great this time of year. Unless they were crates from Past. another Previous season. Previous times. Sure. Yeah, sure. But even that's like, that's just... But we see one. But we, we do, do see, see one. one yeah. We'll see one. We'll get to it. So yeah, sorry. They hit a patch where there's about 20 traps going off everywhere. And then they find a dead body of a man who's had his chest blown out. Killed too. Stopping. <laughs> Topher gets to just look at things from, you know, I do like that booby trap sequence. Yeah, it was cool. Oh, where they're like crazy. running through and it's like all the things are dropping Spikes and then kind of a falling. hark back to Arnie with the tree trunk. Yeah. yeah. Counterweight thing. Initially, I, I was judging the film because like, this is ridiculous. Like, they're in this huge jungle, they come across nothing, and suddenly they come across like 20 traps. But no, it makes perfect sense. It's one guy, yeah. he's backed himself into a corner, yeah. and he just set up traps and waited to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Topher's like 50 yards away from him, and he just looks at him and goes, he's been dead for two weeks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a doctor. 
So Mombasa thinks he sees something in the trees and we get our very first glimpse. We're about half an hour in at a cloaked predator and it's POV. Cool as always. Looks very Pred good. vision, little more high def these days. Yeah. Little bit. You notice? Little bit sleep. I mean, still blind. But uh, a little, a bit, little bit better though. Like, in like able yeah, to like, function. You can see their faces. Yeah. yeah. He can make out discerning features. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good for them. Finally advancing. Yeah. They walk through this really beautiful wood, which I'm sad they don't use that location more because it's really pretty. Yeah, it's really pretty. And then they find a vantage point that reveals da, 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 a huge CGI sci-fi skyscape. They are, in fact, on a different planet. We have fairly decent reactions from them. Like, yeah. when they're sort of like, I, I actually really like this bit. I that mean, again, the cool. CGI is not great. I thought the reveal and the score in this part was really cool. It is. No, it's like cool. to have them on that sort of cliff edge and you see like, yeah, all those planets. I just watched this Facebook video recently. I don't know if anyone else got this in their feed, but it showed how what the planets would look like if they uh, yeah. orbited earth at the same distance that the moon does mm. and it reminded me yeah. of this and yeah, i was yeah. terrified watching that video because like jupiter comes up and it's just like half of the fucking yeah. sky and so this i thought was really cool i don't know it's cheesy but i liked it yeah it's cool yeah i mean yeah, it makes absolutely i mean me. when you see what's in the sky there's like yeah. moons that are broken apart dragon ball style it's like there's a massive, everything in. Yeah. yeah it's just like every effect we got it looks pretty fake and there's absolutely no way like you look up for a second and you would have seen all yeah. of this like mm -hmm. there's no way they didn't see all of this yeah. beforehand but it is a cool moment and i do appreciate that they're not pretending that we're not smart enough to know what right. clearly they're on an alien planet because mm -hmm. uh, if they'd drawn it out for the whole film it would have been very frustrating yeah. So it's good to have now the characters on the same page as us. Yeah, and I do, again, I like the writing I think is really bad, but the story's good. Like, I like mm -hmm. these beats and I like these moments. Um, something that flies overhead and Prisoner Boy gets uh, annoyed as he doesn't have a gun. So he has a little <laughs> scuffle with Mombasa. And then they hear the hogs coming. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the flying thing because that's the only time we see, mm -hmm. we see it twice thing, right? and yeah. it does nothing. Yeah. 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 It's uh, just moving the story forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Big old fight with these hogs. Lots of running around, lots of CGI things. Sometimes they look good, sometimes they look bad. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, I, but again, I'm sort of watching this and I'm, the directing's fine. He does some cool things later that I like. Mm -hmm. It's very serviceable. It's just yeah. like, yeah. You know, some things that I see maybe felt cool at the time, but they're not actually that cool. But yeah, so one of them explodes in blood. Um, Mombasa kills one that's attacking Prisoner Boy, like, which sort of, I like these things, like people well, are pissed with, because they look like, like they're going to have a feud, but. But they're the uh, the hogs or dogs or whatever. They they're not great because anything with hands you can like keep them away from you because of their tusks are so long. Like yeah. prisoner boy, he's just like basically holding it. Yeah, and I'm like they can't really even really get to you mm -hmm. with their face. I mean they should because it's just strength. I mean, that looks much stronger than him. But that's about it. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, you're saying. I don't know. They're actually based on one of the creature skulls seen in the trophy case of Predator too. Ah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So it's like they didn't just look at Predator. <laughs> His yeah. team did not do what they were asked. Adrian cuts off uh, one of their heads with a machete. Mm -hmm. He's just like, he's just too cool for this entire film. He's just doing superhero moves. Machete is crazy. Yeah. That he has. It's massive. And then Sniper Girl uh, goes to turn. Uh, yeah, she like, she helps out. Who'd she help out? Topher no. Grace. Yeah, yeah. And then he climbs up a tree. Yeah, <laughs> and then she like has one attacking her and she's using a handgun and it does nothing so then she turns the gun on her head yeah. in one of the most melodramatic moments I've seen mm. in a long time but then her horn's blown and all the hogs run away and she saved at the last second but why and then Adrian Brody says that part you were talking about this planet is yeah. a game preserve yeah we're, we're the, the game. game we're the game 
So this is where I realized two things about this movie. And I'm trying to like watch this like feeling like, okay, what if this was my first time judging mm-hmm. it without my preconceptions and knowing where it's going? And I feel up until this point was where I was like, this could be amazing. Like this setup is great. This could be fucking incredible. And instead, this is this point when they finally meet these things and you have this fight is where I realized, okay, this is B grade fun. Like that's what mm-hmm. this is for me. It's like, this is schlocky, silly fun. And then he says that sentence afterwards. You're like, and I just started noticing every sentence in this film is just a trailer snippet. It's like yeah. they wrote everything yeah. in the script for what would sound good in a trailer. Yeah. yeah. There's no real conversation. There's a terrible bit we're going to get to later where Adrian has like an emotional moment with Sniper Girl, which I really hate. But yeah, and so I have to readjust my expectations of the movie, I feel, at this point. He explains how what happened was they're all tested to see how they act as a team because that's what he would have done. Yeah. He would have set his hogs. <laughs> he would have set his hogs out. Yeah, flush them out. It's because they, they're meant to split up, he said. Yeah. yeah. And then they like recognize their behavior. Right. Then they hear Danny Trejo speaking at last, calling <laughs> yeah. out for help. help. And then they realize he's not there. <laughs> yeah. What they should really realize is, oh, we don't know what this voice is because he hasn't spoken really. Mm. But yeah, creepy voice. I like this. They find him sitting back to them in a small clearing. Swampy thing. Um, Adrian immediately figures out it's a trap because he literally knows everything. In this it's movie. a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. Mon. Oh. Uh, oh. Admiral Akbar. There you go. <laughs> I was going to say Mon Mothma. Listen to our Star Wars podcast over in a week. <laughs> he throws a rock and it gets cut up, I think. Is it like bear traps or something? It makes it sound kind of like the, like yeah, like a bear trap. Yeah. It's so like, quick. Shing, shing. I don't really know what happens. But anyway, there's some sort of trap there. Uh, Mombasa, though. Uh, walks us through every step of what's happening because this is how his people would do things. Yeah. So it seems each of the people there have techniques. He literally walks us through every, he's like, they did this and then they said this and yeah. then they put in there and then mm-hmm. it's like, come on, guy. We're watching the movie. We know what's happening. Well, he yeah. says later, like, you know, this is a technique I've used many times before. Yeah. So you're just starting to get, even if people look sympathetic, that you're like, oh, this guy is. Yeah. They've He's done a, horrible things. And also that the predators yeah. have studied these people and they're using their own techniques against them. Right. Because again, this is really like doubling down on something I like about predators, which is that, yeah, they will fight you on your terms because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. they have that much honor. I think that's cool. Yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah. So they leave Danny Trejo, but Sniper Girl, she just can't because the girl is the only one with empathy. There's a really cool bit that when they decide to leave him, you hear him say, help me again. Mm-hmm. And just slightly through the background, you hear the kind of predator chirp. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. And it's just like the way it's layered in is just really, really cool. It is cool. No, it's a creepy moment. Like it could be. It's really good. These are moments so again where it's like, this could be incredible. Like this mm-hmm. moment could be genuinely ch- chilling. Yeah. And instead it's like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. You know. In my head, though, I can still like all I can think of when I see these traps are the predators like. Dragging his body over there, <laughs> slumping it down. They're going to come from this direction, so they're not yeah. going to see his face. And then setting these little traps around him in the circle and then climbing a tree and mm-hmm. being like, waiting. Yeah. He's like, oh, this is going to be yeah. so good. And the other reason he hears a noise from him is because he's excited. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't giggle. Stop giggling. And then he's like, ah. he's yeah, like, that's the giggle sound. And the other guy's doing the help. And, and then like, they walk up. off and he's like, fuck. Yeah, you <laughs> fucked it. God damn, Adrian Brody. Uh, oh, we can get the girl. Yeah. She's weak. She's, she has feelings. She's too nice. <laughs> uh, but she's, she does the right thing. She shoots Danny Trejo and then walks off. And then, cool moment. He keeps yeah. talking. Reveal he's been dead the whole time. Yeah. Again. Kill three. Predator up in the trees, ding, like, ding. try one more time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is death? <laughs> yeah. Adrienne says they need to know who they're dealing with. So they decide they're going to follow the dog tracks 
or hog tracks or whatever. And they very quickly come across a whole bunch of burnt trees with skinned hanging. It looks like hogs again that yeah. are skinned and hanging. Mm-hmm. But I guess there's meant to be other aliens that Parrot have created yeah. in. I don't know. Yeah, kind of just, especially the main carcass. There's like this fleshy carcass hanging upside down. It just kind of looks like a deer yeah. carcass yeah. or something. Which is probably what it was. Too scary. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird. You think they'll do lots of weird shapes here. Yeah. Uh, we get a predator skull on the ground, which I yeah. don't feel would be left there. No. But yeah, it was a trophy, presumably. Yeah, because they care about their trophies. So all these skulls lying around, I don't know if I buy, but particularly a predator one. The only thing we're getting here is a bit of lore that they're trying to set up because we're going to get into super predators, essentially, yeah. um, and that they will hunt the, the normal predators that we've seen before. Right. The smaller ones. I thought they would have at least dropped another uh, xenomorph skull here. Yeah. Yeah. Or some other creature from something yeah. else, like the leprechaun in space. Yep. <laughs> a little Jawa from a... Yeah. Oh, just yeah, a little Jawa's robes. Hey. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Not even worries. We get a little line from Adrian Brody here that I totally want on a t-shirt. People always have those t-shirts of like, I don't run unless a horde of zombies is chasing me. I just want Adrian Brody's face. It's like, we run, we die. <laughs> I was like, this is what I want because this is how I feel about running. <laughs> Yeah, and this is where we get a bunch of human skulls and a Neanderthal skull that they pass by just to try and let you know they've been doing this for many, many, many days. <laughs> and then they find a predator strapped to a post. Helmet off. So this is the first time that the first time we're seeing the predator not cloaked, he's already helmet off. Yeah. We're going to see face. Original looking predator. He is. He looks like original predator. Still alive. Get a little sort of fake scare. There's going to be a lot of fake scares in this where it's like where they read... They really flag exactly what they're going to do. You know he's about to come alive. Adrian then uses them as bait. He sneaks off while this is happening to find out what's going on. So he's like, what a guy. I know. He's just a smart boy. Just like, I got to figure this out. Like these chumps. Yeah. Uh, Mombasa dies in the ensuing action as the predators do come in. Kill four. We see cloaked predators all around and another firefight that ensues. Blowy eyes. They break yep. the lunkhead's gun, and I'm thankful for it because the noise of those guns drives me crazy. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of video it. games, anytime it, Al has to get on one of these guns, he's like, no. That's oh, one reason I hate Call of Duty. There's even a bit of Red Dead Redemption 2 where you have to use one. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to. Aaron runs and falls, and we get some cool shots as people are tumbling down a hill for ever yeah and then over a waterfall and i like this they do the same camera shot twice where they they chuck a fucking camera man off of the cliff into the water yeah yep twice and it looks very much like the waterfall that arnie falls down in the first one mm-hmm. i like this. really believable falls here too like they're not just like falling in one shape like everyone's just flailing yeah and still in rolling motion it yeah. looks really well, don't worry there's a net at the bottom speaking yeah. of Go by the way, i realized that when we see all these predators kind of visualize that that shows you what the flying thing is yes i think we're just about we to there? get it oh, yeah, the yeah this is literally it. So, yeah. the eagle drone the falcon falcon yeah. falcons you guys and then they do nothing with it again i know yeah. i really wanted it to because it, it shows really cool. this cool thing of like the hunting aspect of it where, yeah you know you have the dogs and so i had the opposite i remember at this point i remember my first time in the cinema and this really turned me off was like because yeah we followed this mechanical sort of sci-fi falcon thing going back to them and i appreciate it, it makes sense like the predators have cool tech and that makes sense but i remember this was a point where i was like oh this movie's gonna get too sci-fi for me now because i they, just really want a falcon so i know now i want a predator falcon but yeah we get a big money shot as the three predators on on cloak we see there's three of them and there's not enough to differentiate any of them other than the jawbone one yeah like they all have weird teeth. 
Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a more sort of primitive vibe with right. the mask compared yeah. to the more sleek, uh, normal predator, sort of more sci-fi kind of vibe. But Some I do like, I like that. Color dreadlockies. Yeah, one is. Yeah, one well, has the, red. Yeah, but red is the main one. Right. So you've already got the jaw for him on his mask, which I really like. Yeah. That's cool. You got jaw, then you've got tusks. one that's like, sh- yeah, tusk, and then oh. the, the other one's like ninja, almost like shredder. Right. That's style. true. Yeah. Okay, so we've got Who shredder. I called the shredder. <laughs> we've got shredder, tusk. tusk, and jawbone. Yeah. Good. Glad we figured that out. Uh, yeah, they got a couple of hogs with them. They're on cloak. This is a big money shot, obviously. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is where I was like, okay, it's going to be a bit too sci-fi for me. But. CGI looks a bit meh. Yeah. Here I was like, oh man, these other humans are screwed. Yeah, I, was like, I would be terrified. So the sniper girl is criticizing Adrienne because she noticed that he used them in that situation. Mm. And he's saying, oh, but I learned things about them. She's like, why did you learn about them? Learned that there's more than one of them. They have a cloaking device. They use projectile weapons. They're bigger and they're stronger than us. He claims that sniper girl knows what the creature is from the way she was looking at Predator. Right. And she goes into trailer story mode. Yeah. yeah. She just like, it's ridiculous. She's just like looking at him and you think there's going to be some proper conversation. Instead, she just sits no. down, sighs and goes, we don't have a name for them. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, come on. Are you kidding me? 1987, Guatemala. Backstory. Back Tells the story of the first Predator movie. Tells yeah. the story of Arnie. I like this. I like that it ties into that. I think that's cool. So it's, it's just the way they do it. In the first one? No. No, no, no. no. It's that's just from her people. I thought that was meant to be was like that was her with Arnie. Yeah. And I was like, you have aged very well it's confusing because 100 percent that's why they cast her and up until this point the only females you may have noticed in predator films that we've had are latina mm-hmm. even in well actually in a, well in official predator films in avp films there's different stuff yeah. freaking crazy that she is meant to be a sniper and her hair is in her face all the time what about behind your ears i agree it's amateur so snipers annoying. <laughs> it makes me so angry but i think we can agree everyone in this is ridiculous really they're not ca- that, they're not like, casting them for how accurate they are to their characters but yeah so she tells this story again i like that it ties in but it's just how they write it it's just so stupid well another thing she does in this story she she tells them that it uses infrared mm-hmm. she tells them how arnie beats it yeah Mm-hmm. And then they don't immediately mud up. Yeah, none of them follow that advice. You'd immediately just go, all right, it's mud up. Yeah. We'll yeah. right by a waterfall. Yeah. Or you could have used the, the Topher Grace falling in the muddy water thing as something where they're like, oh, that's why the dog didn't follow him or something. Oh, yeah. Later, earlier. But, but what's yeah, but what's, what's saying is even worse is like she tells them. Yeah, and she already knew and, that. Yeah, I don't mind her telling them. I wish it was written better. But then the double, yeah, the double negative is she tells them in this terrible, stupid way, and then they don't even do anything with any of the information. Mm -hmm. It's just like a nice nod, really, for for us at home. Well, I mean, Adrian's going to do something later from her information, Mm -hmm. but it takes him a long time. For someone who's shown as proactive and smart, he would immediately just... It's just weird that she doesn't And I think, um, is it it during this moment that she's telling them that uh, prison boy tells... uh, (laughs) He tells Topher Grace if he gets off the planet, he's going to use a lot of ca- uh, a lot of coke, and he's going to rape a lot of bitches. Yep, yeah. um, so many bitches. Five, five o'clock, o'clock, bitch raping time. Yep. <laughs> and then the other guy goes, "You should stay away from him." Yeah. 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 No, it was a genuinely funny moment. Really Topher funny. Grace goes over to Lunkhead, <laughs> and he's Lunkhead's not even turned around. You don't even know he's listening. He's like, "You should stay with me." Stay away from <laughs> Yeah. And I don't mind these comedy moments too much. They're stupid, but at least there's some character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But no one's drinking or eating, which weirds me out. Like, I did appreciate in Predator, you saw people, like, just doing normal things, like, yeah. tactical things. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
sorry. So then we get, <laughs> we get sniped for Carl. He's talking to Adrian. He's like, what happened to you? What made you so fucked up? So then he quotes a poem. And she's like, that's pretty poetic. <laughs> Did you come up with that by yourself? No, that was Hemingway. And then they share a look as if any of it means anything. Oh, boy. She likes the man who can read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, <laughs> so terrible. It's so terrible. That for me, there's moments like that to just scream out. It's hard. Sometimes you have to look for a film, for the production, for the shooting, and the actors to find the screenwriters. Mm-hmm. See, what was your intention and how good a writer are you? And it's moments like this that just like cut straight through everything. And just to let you know, oh, these screenwriters are just terrible. <laughs> like they don't, again, good story, terrible script. Yep. It really annoys me. And the fact that they look at each other as if this is a moment, as if we're meant to be like, oh, Adrian Brody's smart. <laughs> As well as we already knew he was smart, <sighs> but like he's, he's got a poetic soul. Smart. It's like fuck me, come on. Um, and then she actually replies with, "That's pretty poetic." Oh, hey, this ship. It's really wearing my patience. Then <laughs> Adrian sends Topher running for the jungle as bait. Again, funny comedic moments. I'm fine with these things. They shoot the alien chasing him. It wasn't a predator. Somehow mm. they know this is the thing from the cages. Yep. So now the cockroaches. But the cockroach is in its well, when it after they shoot it though. Yeah, it's um, like it's, you should see its leg and the cockroach things like. Ah, there you out go. Of it. There you go. Good writing. Good writing. It should be said. No, I mean that's that's actually pretty good because that's the sort of thing you'd write and you just write they know that because we know that. Mm-hmm. But you'd need to have a reason, so that's actually decent. But yeah, so the creature that that runs after him is actually an adapted version of the abandoned Jean Claude Van Damme predator suit from the original oh, nineteen eighty seven. Yeah. Well, supposed Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, so she kills it, and then they congratulate her on the good shot, and then they see that she actually missed. Right. I like this moment. Yeah. So they've oh, all been tricked. But then how did it die? And then you get the predator going, over here. I know. Yeah, over here was nice, very sexy. Nice moment. We got a what the fuck are you as a predator in the mayhem, a predator turns up and looks like he's got him, but no, it's Morpheus. Yeah. Dressed up as a predator. Clearly mental. Mm-hmm. Has adapted the technology, knows how to use it. <laughs> yeah. Insane. Whispers everything. Yeah. We're so loud. Lawrence Fishburne was on set for two days. Obviously. <laughs> Weird moments when they're just suddenly no longer in the jungle and then they're in rocky plains and there are canyons behind them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I guess there's no Yeah, there's planet. like moments where I'm like, how far have they journeyed? It's just been days And then it's walking. night. Yeah. And before it was like the sun hasn't moved. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Sun will move. Differently. It's an alien planet, yeah, yeah maybe true. it just suddenly is full up that's and then true. sets within 20 minutes. just stay in one spot and then be like, I'm done. Bye-bye. They head to a massive abandoned CGI spaceship uh, that he's hiding in. It was left behind, he said, or something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From what? I don't know. Is he it, killed some. Is, is, is it a predator ship? Yeah. So it's meant to be like the predators that he's killed. Okay. He is now using their ship because they never left. Oh, Okay. And no one ever went looking for this down ship. Apparently, the other predators that landed didn't care about this ship. Don't give a ship. No. Doesn't give off a heat signature. Don't give a ship. But it should, because the machine is dead, but the power source isn't. So he's somehow managed to get the right, you know, adapters. Yeah. Anytime a man is walking into his apartment or house and he looks over his shoulder at you and says, come feel the vibe of this place. (laughs) You turn the fuck around and you run. (laughs) You not then follow him in there. Just letting everyone know that. That is good advice, Katie. Thank Just letting you. you know. Particularly if it looks like crazy Morpheus. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cute little cozy hove he's made in there, which is like, yeah, I'd, I'd live there. I'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Hide out yeah. in the spaceship. 
Morpheus talking over to an imaginary person. Immediate red flag. He's got a vest we're learning to disrupts the heat signature, mm-hmm. which it does not do later, but apparently yeah. it's also bulletproof. He says he's killed two or three. There's two types, he says. Larger ones that hunt the smaller ones. There's some sort of blood feud exposition stuff, but we never really get into it. It's purely so we can have a friendly predator later. Yeah, that's all it's about. Because for about a minute, we want to see two of them fighting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really why this is here. They bring in fresh meat each season, he says. They hunt it and they kill it in that order. And he's been there for seven seasons, but his imaginary friend says ten. So he's been there for, what, two years or something like that. Uh, they always come in threes. They were in threes in AVP, weren't they, actually? Yeah. Training. Mm-hmm. So again, ages. production team watching the other Predator well, everything yes. about Predators is the triangle. That's oh, true. Yeah. There you go. The threes. The Triforce. Triforce. Yeah, they evolve when they're beaten, they learn, and then they come back with better equipment, better tactics to take out whatever prey that they're going after. He's spent three seasons. Three seasons just walking up. Let's cut it out. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> he spent three seasons just walking in one direction. He said, there's no edge of the reserve. And then Morpheus just slinks off in a really weird way. <laughs> yeah, when he goes to bed, he kind of he's just like, like slumps down into the ground. He's like, water appears. over here. Yeah. Food here. Yeah. I'm going to go sleep. And then, and then he just sorry. like ducks down. <laughs> the it's like someone doing the stair thing when they yeah. go behind the You're chest. You're expected to see his head just peek up yeah. again. Because that was like, <laughs> at first I thought, all right, did he go down into another compartment? Right. But then you see him, he's just lying <laughs> Clearly there. Clearly the edge is set. No, yeah. it's <laughs> so, so funny. I mean, God bless him. He's doing a fine job, but he does feel like someone who just turned up on set and has no context yeah. Yeah. and he's doing two days of shooting and then he's yeah. out. Uh, Lunkhead shows off a photo of his kids. Prison Boy shows off a tattoo of a naked girl, which turns out to be his sister. More comedy moments. And then... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's so right. Then you go, Japan Boy finds a katana blade or some type of old mm-hmm. Japanese blade. He says, it's old. Yeah. yeah. He finally sword. speaks. They say, why yeah. don't you say more? Because I talk too much. Too much. <laughs> and holds up two missing fingers. Lost those Yakuza fingers for yeah. saying things he shouldn't. Yeah. <sighs> Everyone is so sad. <laughs> oh, I was reading that, that apparently that was a thing... Like a, a samurai thing where they would cut off those mm. two fingers mm-hmm. because it made holding the blade right. harder. But as we later find out, he's an expert. He's good well, at the, he holds the it, blade. He's he Japanese. Oh, was he? Like when you see it, he has to. He always has to double hand it. Ah, uh, old double fist. I mean, that is the classic way as well. I mean, I know, he's Japanese, but... so he just knows how to use a katana blade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a he's a street gangster, but he knows because yep. he's Japanese. Yep. He has a. Pearl-handled pistol, but also yeah. the Tori Hanzo sword. Yep. Expert. Uh, she says, we are predators like them. We're the monsters of our own world. Now, what? is that the first time we hear predator? Mm-hmm. I think it is. Ever. They've been called hunters, aliens, like yeah. all different types of stuff. Humanoids. But again, she says, we are protect predators. She doesn't actually say that they are, but she says like them. So we're still not quite getting yeah. the, what are you? I'm a predator <laughs> thing, but... Adrienne is intending to free the strung up predator and get out on the ship. Enemy of my enemy. And she said, doesn't necessarily mean it's your friend. And he has no, nothing to say. To him. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> the writers are like, oh, that's a g- oh fuck. Oh, well, yeah. Move on. Right, <laughs> <laughs> keep writing themselves into problems. Smoke and starts filling up the room. Morpheus, crazy Morpheus. Why yeah. little Morpheus? He's outside, made a little fire. Seems like a good idea, like right? a little toddler that you put down for a nap and then you go in there and they're not in there. <laughs> and he's like, not lit a fire. <laughs> he really is. Adrian then sends off a shot. I'm really confused here because we go outside. We see an explosion yep. from outside. 
yeah. the ship. But then we come inside and she's like, well, that did nothing. He's like, it wasn't meant to be an explosion. It's just meant to create heat, right? I'm going to call it. Oh, is that what we're seeing? Yeah. yeah. But we're seeing it because the Predator then stands up in shot. So we see it not for heat vision. We see we a see red something. like blip on the side of the ship. Yeah, because it looks up. And it's there was like, like a little boop. And then that's when the Predator stands up because he saw the bullshit. heat. It's bullshit. There's a fire going on in there already. Yeah. Well, There's then like he light scans, sources and heat sources. The Predator scans it and then he sees like chaos. And, yeah, and they're the not on the edge. And how do you like they're buried in this ship. They're yeah. not firing a blast into the wall of. He's, I agree. This is stupid. I'm also confused as to how the Predator didn't scan that ship already. If they're like, mean? we're missing a human. Yeah. We can't find him. Why wouldn't you just scan stuff? For Morpheus has been there for just, over a year yeah. using their power sources right. in there. They would have noticed. Yeah. He would have had like his blankets and stuff. He would have been like, oh, these deter the heat signatures or something. Like everything yeah. about him, he would have been trying to cover up his heat. But To know, be fair, when he slept, that. he did have a little blanket hood. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we see the predator. Adrian says he's calling in the cavalry. Seems like a bad idea, really. Mm-hmm. I think you could take Morpheus better than you could take yeah. one of the Predators or all of the Predators. But our group tried to escape. There's a nice series of red flare scene and then blue flare scene here. Uh, Topher somehow gets split up, which makes no sense. They're just, it just goes following. In, it goes into a bit of an alien vibe here. Very yeah. much. Yeah. Very, very much. Yeah. And they try and get away with the Topher thing because they do it in a single shot. So we're with him. So they go, see, you lost them. No. It's like, well, no, you, we lost him because you're close up on him. You literally so we can't see, see the peripheral. The, the Russian guy go around the corner and mm-hmm. then Topher comes around and he looks everywhere except around the corner where they just obviously went. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, where are you guys going? Guys? Okay. Guys? I'm I like, mean, even if- Just even look if, to the right. Even <laughs> right if you couldn't see them, they could hear him. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. they were two feet away. I think they're hearkening back, to, which goes to prove that they have seen other ones other than the original. Because oh, they're sure. in AVP territory right now. Very mm-hmm. much. But much better. Like, this is how I would wish AVP yeah. was shot. Like, yeah. this is style. I like the red and blue fair and flare in here. The team then run by Tofu is on the other side of the wall. And everyone leaves him. <laughs> Didn't the girl put up a fight about this earlier? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, we have to go back for him. And he's like, he's dead weight. And she's going to put up a big fight later, as we'll get to. Doesn't give a shit here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, leave him. Everyone just runs on. Other than, of course, Lunkhead is going to come save him as Topher has a little showdown with a cloak predator. I like this when he throws the flare. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it hits the predator. Like, well, fuck, man. Mm-hmm. Standing here. But yeah, Lunkhead didn't leave him. He owes him. So he shoots the predator and they both run together. But then, yeah, Topher leaves the Lunkhead to die because he's yep. a dick. He's, he's a, a dick. dick. Kill six, Russian guy. Lunkhead, though, sets off an explosive, and we get a terrible explosion of Terrible. Kill yep. seven, Predator. Really? I see. Uh, you're including the, the, those three Predator. Oh, I see. Yeah. Really bad effect. Yeah. And that's just... Pff, looks like the Troublemaker Studios logo. <laughs> yeah. It feels like, they, well, we've already got that. Let's just use that. Mm-hmm. White Trash Prisoner Boy gets all excited that they killed it, so then he gets shot by Jawline Predator. And we get a cool shot as we think Adrian's about to die. But then it turns out Prison Boy was wearing the vest that's meant to take away his heat signature, but instead protected him from shooty shooties. And he stabs the predator who then just rips out his spine. Yep. Love Kill it. Kill nine. Yep. Yeah, Torah, that's right. It was cool. But then the raw I didn't like so much afterwards. No. Well, I, I, at first, I forgot that there were super predators. And so the sound's slightly different. It is. It's like mm-hmm. a bit deeper, not yeah. as liony, I guess. I don't know. So we've got two predators left. And so which one died in the ship? Was that? Tusk. That's Tusk. Tusk. Yeah. Because we still have Shredder and we still have. Yeah. Jawface. Jawface. 
Um, and Friendly Predator are left as well. So they all run, whoever's left run for the ship, followed by the Predators. We get this nice shot as they're running through a long grass field, and I start thinking, it's Raptor time. Yep, exactly. Yep. It's so weird, though, when it does blow up, because they're all just getting out, but then Topher Grace is also getting out at the same time that they are. Yeah. No, which no, does not make none sense. of it makes any sense. It doesn't. Yeah. But there's some cool scenes in the not making sense. How they're in trees again that quick? No idea. Yeah. But whatever. Again, it's an alien planet. Maybe yeah. it's divided however the predators want it. So Yakuza boy decides for no reason. <laughs> they seem to be doing all right. Oh, long grass field. I must reenact stereotypical yeah. racist <laughs> scenes. Japanese music is playing. Yeah. So he decides to turn and face the predators. None of them even question it. No. None of them no. try to stop him. Not one word. No. Just like, oh, he's Japanese. Do you they think? literally look down, see the sword, and they're like, yeah, we understand. This is an honorable yes. thing, yeah. Well done, it's like you. a 14-year-old boy writing these yeah. scenes. It's really just, come on. Yeah, so he gets his new blade out. And then I think they're trying to be like, uh, what's the name of the guy? American Indian guy from First Predator who's cool. Billy. Billy, Billy yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, it felt yeah, like that moment. definitely that. But not showing us. Yeah. Whereas like with Billy, we just heard him scream. Right. Well, I mean, I appreciate one of my criticisms of Predator was, yeah, it's sad not to see Billy do more because I like Billy a lot and he mm-hmm. turns and has this moment, but it's necessary. The Predator's right behind them. He distracts it on this log. I love Billy. You know, like, it looks cool. It's a little stereotypical still. Mm-hmm. but Whereas with this one, don't give a shit about this guy. Yeah. I don't give any of them. at this scene was in Kill Bill where they're having the katana sword fight and it's like, yeah, and like that music is playing. That was literally playing in my head watching this scene because I was like, "This is just Kill Bill right now." Yeah, no, completely. But I do give it an accolade for what we actually get to see the fight this time. It's just a shame I don't care about the characters mm-hmm. fighting, and I like that the music goes and it's sort of quiet. But again, it's all just very racistly stereotypical. Yeah. But the actual fight, if you can get over that, is fine. It's a pretty well choreographed fight when you compare it to some of the yeah. previous films. Yeah. And he does actually do something. He kills what do you yeah. call? Him? And like at this point. I remember thinking, or up until this point, I remember thinking I hadn't, I hadn't seen the sort of physicality of the Predators like in any of the other films, which is always so cool when they get it right. Yeah. Of just like how they move. Yeah. The and this was the good. first time where I was like, ah, oh, now I'm getting to see it actually move around. Yeah, and the movement's good in this film. I don't yeah. think anyone's quite as good as, it makes me, it's very sad, I've forgotten his name, the guy who played Predator. Kevin one. Peter Hall. Thank you. Like no, I don't think anyone's quite nailed it like that, but again, they'd have different characteristics, they're different mm-hmm. Predators. For some reason, this is the moment when my, my mind wandered and I started looking at the predator body and yeah, how lithe it also is. I started thinking, do you get chubby predators? Are they all fit? Do they have a gym? I think they're in, a, they're in an elite warrior race. Yeah, it's yeah, like all Spartans. Of them. Yeah, all of them they're are They're just great. curated from a young age. Yeah, okay. Oh, good there's use no, of the word curated. The, uh, there's no cake on their island. Yeah. Good use of the word cake. <laughs> <laughs> I want some cake. <laughs> I would be a chubby predator. Watching too much Bake Off. Need cake. Kills this predator, um, but then he dies in typical Japanime fashion. <laughs> yeah. Topher gets his leg caught in a oh, trap. Oh, that's kill 10 and kill 11. Bing, bing. Topher gets his leg caught in a trap. The girl helps him because, you know, now her empathy has returned. Yeah. <laughs> After not giving a shit about him a minute ago. Uh, Adrian says he's dead weight. Let's leave him. And we can actually use him in some way. We'll yeah, be yeah. trapped. I we'll wish he had. I know. Oh, yeah. Uh, Topher pretends though he's got kids <laughs> using the lunkhead's photo. And then Sniper Girl just said, no, I won't leave him. So Adrian says, all right, Peace. fuck you guys. And he goes running, gets to the friendly predator. And this whole thing works for a few reasons, I think. Like, one is like the problem you have again with horror films. Is you see that first one, you become attached to the killer. 
And then yeah. slasher films, we always talk about it. You, you have to root for the killer later. Mm-hmm. You're on Jason's side, mm-hmm. really. With this, we love Predator from Predator 1. So there's a reason why in a lot of these films we get a friendly Predator. Because we want one that's on our side that we're rooting for. That's like, yeah, sure. And also these things on the table. There's a lot of Predator comic books by this point. So we're used to reading and seeing the Predator in culture as a hero or an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, yeah, because of that whole law as well being set up that they're an honorable kind of race. Yeah. There's honor in how they fight, that it makes it believable and acceptable that, you know, if, if there's a sense of honor and, okay, we're not in a fight, I will help you. It, mm-hmm. it, it's, yeah. it's easy to just be yeah, like, Yeah, my cool, fight yeah. isn't with you. Yeah, exactly. But in order to do that, we have to have these super predators, mm-hmm. which I'm just going to say right now, I'm not a big fan of. Nah. I like... The predators being predators. I get what they're doing. Yeah. But it's just kind of like that comic book thing of like, oh, what's the villain of the hero? Oh, it's the hero, but roided, basically. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't really do it for me. But I will say the effects house here, I believe it's the same as AVP Requiem and it looks great. Mm-hmm. And this predator looks cool. Yeah, um, it really does look cool. It just, I feel like it's got, it, it, the, they haven't indulged in it too much. Like it, it, the design just like, yeah. it's really There simple. was no miming. So yeah. I, was, I, was, I was fine with it. And as much as I have a problem- and the eyes looked good, actually. Yeah, yeah. they do look this good. One. As much as I have a problem with a lot of the CGI effects, the practical stuff's great. And to remember, this has the same budget as Requiem. Mm-hmm. Doing good stuff with it. Adrian cuts him free. Um, and then hobbling- Meanwhile, sorry, we're sort of intercutting with a bunch of stuff. Hobbling Topher and Sniper Girl, they get caught in a net. Um, while Red Dreadlocks Predator turns up. Um, sorry, Jawline, the final evil Predator, turns mm-hmm. up. And then sort of ignores them. He puts them in a pit and then just walks off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're loud trap. He's trying to get Adrian. I guess so. She has a good raspy scream. I wanted to note. Yeah. She's a good one. Good scream. Adrian and Friendly Predator are teaming up. And this Friendly Predator's got half his mask burnt off, which I kind of like. And then he shows Adrian for a hologram on his wristwatch, the um, Earth. Is this where you want to go? <laughs> I'll call you an Uber. <laughs> which he basically <laughs> That's does. That's basically what he does. Yeah, the spaceship starts warming up. Yep. And then Jawbone, Predator turns up. Two Predators fight. Pred on Pred. Have we seen this yet? Two Predators fighting each other? No, we haven't. We haven't. We've seen Predators fighting Xenomorphs. Now is this for you? Yeah, I liked it. I don't know if I like the look of the Super Predator though. Mm. Especially when he unmasks. Yeah. Yeah. The slanty eye look of the... I I had him as like the red dreadlock guy (laughs) in mine. Yeah, he just looked too almost like amphibian-y. Yeah. It was like lizardy in his face. It was almost to the point that you expected like double eyelids to close yeah. on him. It was just a little... Which is obviously your like evil. The direction they went with it. Yeah, that's what I like about the first Predator or the original Predator design is that you can look at him and be scared, but right. also you can look at him and just go, well, you're just a creature. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. these ones obviously know you're an evil right. creature. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it rubs me the wrong way. Um, but I like this fight. I think it's cool. Uh, there's a couple of shots that look a bit like two people in rubber suits fighting, mm-hmm. but most of it, I think, is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd like more of it, to be honest. Like, it is over pretty quick. Right. You yeah. think Hero Predator is going to be useful and they're going to get off, and we're going to have similar, like, silhouetted moments of Adrian and this Predator, like we did with the girl in AVP <laughs> yeah. running off into the disc. I'm just so grateful there's none of that in this movie. But no. He gets its, yeah, he gets gets his it's, head cut off. Yeah. Really quick. Pretty useless. And I mean, it's pretty cool when it is the super predator is just punching the predator in the head like yeah. over and over. Yeah. Does he punch his mask off or does he rip it off? I think he rips it off. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah, that's fucking cool. 
So then we presume Adrian flies off because the ship goes. Topher then turns to her and says, if you could do it all over again, would you make the same choice? Well, obviously not. No. She says yes. Um, and then Topher cuts her precisely with his little flower blade thing. I was earning your trust. Yeah, like the poison on that didn't, uh, yeah. didn't dry up or no. rub off and no. whatever he kept Unlike it in. the Cretaceous period. Yeah, <laughs> yeah survived millions forever. of years. Yeah. It will survive my pocket. <laughs> Similar climates. So yeah, here we get the twist. Topher Grace, bad dude. Super Predator just presses a button and blows up the ship that we think Adrian's flying. So we get a second twist in this moment. Yeah. I like this moment when I think Adrian's dead. To me though, I'm like, yeah, so, so all of them can control every ship on their little pit boys. Yeah. It's like okay, okay. Yeah. Here's one, one set thing of we know about the Predators. Yeah, they can blow up that's anything. That's how I felt. It was like. The universal remote of their spaceship. Yeah, that's an actual interesting thing because that spaceship is the super predator spaceship, but regular predator could control it. Yeah. Now, in the impression I was getting that's was true. that they they have this blood feud. They have similar technology, but they're also slightly different races. But mm-hmm. yeah, they can still they control the other still ones. Tech. I mean, I guess if you had a universal, universal remote, yeah, <laughs> for your TV in a different country, you yeah. can use it. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you raise excellent questions that I don't think the screenwriters care about yeah. one bit. But I, I like it blowing up. Yeah. I yeah. I feel like it would have been more like, I don't know. I would have believed it more if he had reached down to the now deceased predator and, you know, done something on his and then blown it up. Sure. Yeah. Through yeah. his arm pad or something. Yeah. 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 It just felt weird that they both could control it. No, I can see that. I agree. But no, I do like thinking Adrian's dead. I'm hoping they're going to do here what I wanted in that first Predator where I said, oh, if Arnie had died there and then it's actually with that girl for the end, it would be mm-hmm. a really cool twist. And I think we got a perfect chance here. You set her mm-hmm. up really well. I arguably like her more than him. Kill Adrian. And then, you know, we're but with her and Topher for the yeah. finale. She wouldn't sign the contract to take her top off. And you can't have a finale. There has been, oh no, there was some A man taking his top off. Yeah, we've just had boobs in Predator uh, too. Yeah. I think we've got lots of man boobs though. Even what's his name? Glover got his man boobs out. Ugh. You big undies. That's tiny <laughs> <laughs> Topher is a psycho. My question: Does it really matter? Like this is a twist from a different movie, right? Because yeah. this is something where it's like <laughs> yeah, it it's is. too late for this yeah. twist. It he doesn't do anything. Like because mm-hmm. he says, "I want to stay here forever." And I'm like, all right, you would know. You, well, then just you've stay. shown yourself. Yeah. Right. I don't really know why he has to kill her. No. And it's something what you need. If they're going to do this twist, A, it's red flagged because he's clearly different and they was called out by that yeah. But then he needs to do it when everyone's still around. Yeah. And he's going to yeah. like fuck them over in some way. Yeah. Like, Instead, it's just her. We think Adrian's dead. Everything's going to shit. It doesn't matter at this point. It needs to be a thing where they've found one of the people from the beginning dead and they're like, oh, this is weird. It doesn't look like the way that yep, they kill. Exactly. And then so like people are being murdered from the inside yep. and they don't know that it was him the whole time. Because to be clear, I like the idea of, oh, you know, these are all the stereotypical, you know, bad people. Mm-hmm. Right. He's a fucking serial killer. Yeah. I think that's cool because you wouldn't suspect him because he just looks like a handsome, goofy, you know, guy. But uh, yeah, it's just too late. It's just it's, too late to do any of this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't and matter. Plus, he shifts 110% into like creepy McCreeperson. Yeah. Yeah. And just all of a sudden, he can't open his eyes more than halfway mm-hmm. or look at her without like scowling at her. Mm-hmm. And they affect it with all of the drugs that she's put in yeah. her as well. And he's walking fine now, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> he's just walking around that trap. 
He's fine. He's fine. But Adrian didn't really go. He rescues them both from the pit, but she's been paralyzed, so she can't talk. So we think, oh, Adrian doesn't know that Topher's evil, and Topher's walking up behind him. But then Adrian just knows everything. He just does. Just he just wanted to kill him from the beginning. He didn't care <laughs> Adrian, whether he's a murderer or not. He's just he like, just I don't like this little Adrian nerd. Adrian walks up though and sees Topher like standing there with his scalpel, just like akimbo to his body, yeah. and I'm like. <laughs> And then he just puts it down. Oh, hey. So hey, hey, guy. Yeah. Don't worry about her. Fine. Like, oh, I'll kill you later. <laughs> yeah, Aiden just fucking just stabs him in the face. Like, I read Hemingway. Yeah. So, and he's bleeding out. So he decides, you know, I'm going to use you as fucking bait now. So uses him as bait, loads him full of grenades. Explosion knocks the super predator back. Yeah. Doesn't so, kill him. yeah. So, Lunkhead created that big explosion with mm-hmm. two grenades. Mm-hmm. Killed Predator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Topher's strapped to the rafters with grenades. Mm-hmm. Doesn't just knocks which, him over. Which part mm-hmm. of your body is the rafters? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Super Predator's fine. Adrian has gone topless though. <laughs> we just only cut. Yeah, he's topless, that's right. covered yep. in mud. <laughs> this is when Bethany went. He's jacked. But a Predator can see him anyway, yeah. so it doesn't make it doesn't make any. So Topher's death, just to rewind, is kill thirteen before that kill twelve was uh, the normal Predator. And then we get Adrian trying to do some Arnie. Do it now! Yeah, come on. But he encircles the Predator in flames. This is his plan. He's gonna fuck with the heat vision, wear the mud, which is just silly. I like that he's like running. He's like yeah. everything's on fire, and he's sort of zooming past, and it's scrambling the Predator's. Uh, I'll say Vision. this, they shoot it very well because yeah. the reality yeah. of this is stupid. But this is like not to keep talking about video games and this being a video game, but I was like, this is exactly what I do in like the big boss showdown <laughs> mm-hmm. is you just like run in circles and don't look behind you and you just keep like jamming. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You just run like, up and just sucker punch him and yeah, then run away and then run exactly. up and sucker punch him. You just keep hitting it and then you just run behind yeah. him and hit him again. And he's encircled by flame, so there's nowhere for him to run off to. So yeah. the reality in a wide shot of this is hilarious. Yeah. But true, they yeah. shoot it well and it looks yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. They show that shot of him slapping it in the face re- like several times. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You expect in one of them there's just going to be a big fish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it senses his heart, though, when he's hiding. I like this new tech. It's nice mm-hmm. to get. And that makes sense. That's good new tech. So, Predator, Super Predator finds him, throws him around a bunch. I never understand in movies why when you want to kill someone, you throw them across a room. Yeah. It makes no sense. It's because you're enraged. You just want to throw something. just want to ragdoll them for a little bit. Especially when you have a sword in your arm. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe... Maybe uh, Super Predator was thinking, it's almost five o'clock, and this is my bitch. It's five o'clock bitch <laughs> raping time. <laughs> he's going to rape Adrian. I mean, he's taking his top off, he's loaded up. He's going to do a load of coke and just- <laughs> Oh, this Predator has definitely done a lot of coke already. It's about to kill Adrienne um, when we get this- And this is, this is one of those scenes. There's other bits where they do well, the director, but this scene's like, you're just going back and forth to this sniper girl. Oh my God, is she going to reload her sniper rifle in mm-hmm. time? Well, of course she's going to fucking reload it. Like, if you're going to do save at the last second, it's a trope that's tired and cliched to have Adrian Brody about to die and then suddenly a shot comes out of nowhere. Yep. It's an even worse trope to have, oh, we're going to show her literally reloading the rifle obviously, and then you still get her to save him. Like, if you're going to do that, you have to invert the expectation and she doesn't get the rifle shot off mm-hmm. or something else happens mm-hmm. and Adrian dies then or something cool, you know? Yep. But no, she shoots him. Yeah, works fine. Uh, then it shoots her. So Adrian wails on it and kills it, cutting off its arm and head. It's stupid B-movie stuff, but it looks cool. Yep. 
Can you agree on that? Goofy monster mm-hmm. stuff. She's still alive somehow. He goes over to her. Yeah, it's like nicked her <sighs> jugular. Like, yeah, essentially. It like, was it the like a blade or was it a shot? It was, it was a shot. Was, it was a shot. She was like straight through. Right? Oh yeah. yeah it was a shot. No, I just meant even what uh, Topher has oh, done yeah. to her. Like oh, she yeah. yeah, bled out yeah, already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Adrian goes over to her. I'm Royce. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And she's like, oh. nice to meet you, Royce. I'm Isabel. <laughs> Fucking hell. Jesus. And then you cut to the next morning and they're just still hugging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just she's and definitely dead by this point. They're still hugging. And then they see new parachutes falling from the sky. Stand up. Adrian says, now let's find a way off this fucking planet. They turn, walk back into the jungle, and the shot that goes on for way too long. You should, if you got to cut, cut as soon as he says that. Yeah. They hobble off into the jungle. End titles. Original song. Oh, no, it doesn't, it doesn't do that. It does the original song, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it called? Long Time Sally, whatever it's called. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. feels weird. Whoa. I like that he did that. That's a nice callback. I love that. So I, for me, that song is eternally tied to the first Predator mm-hmm. film. So. so it does that and then it goes into the... Yeah, and then it goes... Man, that theme's awesome. Oh, so good. So good. <laughs> so every time and there's so many it. good parts to that theme. Like, yeah. there's so, mm-hmm. so much good music. And that's it. That is Predators. So, how, so we're meant to think the season only lasts like a week? Sure. The hunting season? 14 kills. 14 kills. That includes the three predators. But then Lars Fishburne's only been there for like... Two years. No, but if he says he's been there for 10 seasons and the <laughs> yeah, season true. only lasts like a week... If it was even a week. Then he's not. A, he's been there like a year. Well, and also if that's how they're judging seasons... It's so quick. No, well, no, but it might not be. Like if they have someone who's really good, then it might take... I mean, technically, Lawrence Fishburne's season is still going. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, he's still alive. Because that would mean that... Maybe they, hunting season though like, is just like they bring in a lot for that season from particular uh, planets, yeah, that's and true. then a different one they do it different something. They use like I don't know. That's Who knows? true because mm. like the, one season could last from uh, July to September. Yeah, it's like hunting season, and we're just gonna drop. So it's like truffle hunting season, I guess, where they're like, oh, you get the black ones this time, and then the yeah. white ones, and then say so they do humans for yeah I don't a know. month or a week. Don't know. Right. Really don't know. Very hard to tell. And I could presume they would have more because, yeah, the ending definitely looks like there's more to tell. I don't mind the ending. I'm like, all right, now let's get off this planet somehow. Just those two left. New things coming in. It means you could have next... It feels like a TV show. It feels mm-hmm. like next okay. week, what are we going to get? Well, new aliens are going to yeah. parachute in. And well, we're it feels get- like Lost. It does. So, yeah, like we said, made 127 million worldwide. Did pretty fucking well. Not really sure why we didn't get another movie for another eight years. But there were a lot of problems with the next one that we'll get to next week when we get there uh rodriguez did express he was interested in doing a prequel of this movie based around noland which character was noland i should really look this up before i say words noland is Lawrence fishman uh prequel Uh, to do with him no thank you i don't need prequels no i don't need to see him become crazy no yeah this i didn't want a prequel on this it's cool as it is continue from where you left that's a cool i'm I'm into that yeah Yeah. like the only benefit you have is you i care slightly about these characters now not really but more than I did at the beginning. Mm. Anything else? Oh, yeah. Original script did include cameo appearance, appearances for, of course, Dutch. Arnie was meant to come in here somehow. But also, Michael Harrigan, old Glover himself, what? was meant to have a cameo. Weirdly. 
both of those things did not happen. Oh, so I only just realized that Isabel, who got the actress that played Isabel, was uh, in City of God. Yeah. Brazilian. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I didn't really call out what the actors were in because most of them you know from other stuff. But yeah. there's a few. I did not, uh, I did not recognize. She's good. She's good. All right, so there we go. I want to know how you guys felt about Predators and what Alex in particular, because you have not seen the next one. Mm. Um, so what are you hoping for? Mm. What are you hoping for? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's start with you. How do you feel about Predators? I'm going to kind of echo what I said in the last one, which is a recurring theme with these films More is that it's shots. is is great ideas just not executed in the best way possible like you know they've they've sort of littered with really cool moments strong premises but just something's always lacking so here we've talked about the writing just really lacking and being very cheesy in points for me the cgi is really has not aged well at all it looks really bad and really dated but, you know, it has strengths in some of its design. The original Predator looks really cool. Yeah, the Super Predators, they look okay. I mean, I like them. I prefer just the the sort of regular Predators, I guess. I think they've kind of, it just feels a little too sort of deliberate on like, how can we redesign it in a, in a way that's slightly different? But like you were saying, it's very, also very clear that, oh, these are the bad Predators. So, yeah, but I, overall, I mean, I really, I, I do, I, yeah, I, like the other ones, I like the premise a lot. I like the idea. I don't mind Adrian Brody, even though he's spewing off his his cheesy lines. I think just because he does play against the sort of just muscle macho type. I think just seeing him right away is sort of like, oh, he seems like an odd fit for this, which for me just makes it more interesting to watch. I'm just like, okay, but but it doesn't get explored in a way that's as fulfilling, like his sort of background and his story. And I think that's with all the characters. Yeah. So that, that, that's the overriding feeling I have about it is that, you know, I, I enjoyed this more than some of the others. I won't get into details of where I rank it exactly, but I definitely did enjoy it more than some of the others. I think, yeah, there's elements of the production that are, that are really solid and, and impressive, but it, it's, again, it's just sort of, it's lacking. Where it lacks, it really lacks. So it could never be a great sort of film. I think you said before, you know, it's sort of serviceable and I think that's it. It's, you know, it's just an entertaining yeah, B movie, I guess, but I was entertained. Where would I see this go next? Yeah, I would be happy to see Royce and Isabel again fighting their way off this planet. They're just like finding their way off this planet, but, but doing it. Yeah, because and also if it was just the two of them, it would be the first time I think you have a Predator story where the characters are condensed with like, it's not like a big ensemble. And I think that could make it much more interesting because you have two focused characters. You could really develop them more and have an interesting sort of story of, of them and, and yeah, have them trying to get off this planet whilst throwing in more monsters and aliens and super predators. So you could still have that big action movie, crazy sort of feel and, and kind of, I guess, be silly with it, but, but potentially have it be more grounded because you're you're not sort of you don't have a ton of people to deal with so i presume yeah. i mean you know a little bit about next week's film i know a little bit it. about it so, so you I, know i know that it that doesn't go in that that's direction. not what you're getting <laughs> that's not what um, i'm gonna get so just okay so not about what you want the next film to be then but what i am interested in because we've had quite a lot of tones in predator movies mm-hmm. so far is there a tone that you want the next film to be in because we've had some comedy we've had some horror we've had some action we've had some sci-fi we've had some like is there a way you'd like it to be pushed more for me, 
I enjoy the kind of I like the sci-fi elements and I really like the the predator sort of lore and history. But I do like when that mer- like overlaps with horror more. That's what I would want to see more of. And then that's sort of getting into more, I guess, alien territory again, where, you know, pulling back slightly on the more comic book elements and in the characterization of it all and, and the, the telling of it and then sort of like finding ways to ground it slightly mm-hmm. and, to, and to, yeah, to, to make the Predator more threatening again. But then in saying that, when we watched Requiem, you know, the whole idea of Detective Predator was also kind of cool. Yeah. But then finding, yeah, maybe that sort of balance of where sci-fi and the horror and that sort of more serious, darker tone kind of overlap. Seven, but with a Predator. Yeah. That's Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, yeah, those are my feelings. But, it's, it's, but I'm definitely getting that pattern now. I'm just like, oh, you guys just, you missed it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You missed it again. Yeah. That's a bummer. Katie. Is it a bummer? It is a bummer. <laughs> the pros of this one that I do like, though, are that they give the woman something to do. They give her mm-hmm. abilities, which we haven't seen yet, which I really appreciate. And then I also liked the idea of a character, maybe not Lawrence Fishburne's character that they portray, but one that is using the predator mentality against it, which is to use their stuff. Mm. And to put on the mask and to use the cloaking device. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to see that instead of hearkening back to old methods of like, let's roll around in mud. And instead for them to see that as opportunity and to, because I think it would be so cool because then we would see, are the predators able to see each other when they're cloaked? Are they able to see a human if he's cloaked? Or even if they have to start kind of manipulating the environment a little bit more and as far as like the predators have to start tracking and that sort of thing or smelling or we start to see like the limitations of what their abilities are Mm. so i think that could be a cool idea i agree with alex in that when this is first presented because i'm a huge cube fan i loved lost like i love that sort of drops into a story i don't need a bunch of exposition like an avp i just I want yeah. it to be entertaining, and I think they really missed the mark with some of the entertaining bits. Like, you don't have to make it cheesy fucking dialogue <laughs> yeah. for it to be apropos for this sort of movie. Like, not everything has to be a catchphrase that's in the trailer. I just, like, they don't all have to be cartoon representations of what those people are, because they had really cool characters, like this guy who's from the Yakuza and this other guy who's, yeah, like this serial rapist asshole like these people that he's funny right and i don't want him to be like i don't want him to have this sailor tattoo on him that he like squidges the boobs of like Uh that's not creepy to me (laughs) like saying like it's bitch rape o'clock like that's so i want to alex loved it i i think it's memorable but at the same time you want to control what your characters are memorable for Mm -hmm. and you, I think it's such an interesting concept to have people that you in on Earth would want to see die, and then you're rooting for them to survive. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of predator versus predator, but I don't know that they really use that. I kind of keep wanting to see a really young predator because I like the idea that they kind of keep tra- they have to train them on stuff, and if they think that the humans aren't up to par they're like oh we can send in the, the 
the little ones, mm-hmm. like the younger kids. Because then you're kind of working with ones who aren't 110% like bulky, roided out, oppressive people. You're working with kids that are like trying to figure out, you know, the first time you shoot a deer and like what that is to a child. And they're learning and honing those skills. And I think that could be really interesting because then you do have more of an emotional attachment between the predators and like seeing their son get killed or like the people like Adrian Brody, who are these like black ops mercenaries having to take out sort of a younger generation of that and but still fighting for their lives sort of thing. So I don't know. I think that could be an interesting yeah. side of it. So it's going to be an interesting wrap up because there's a lot of like, it is hard. I think for you see these films. Mm. Yeah. A lot of mixed things going on. It was nice to be back in the jungle, though. I really like the jungle setting. Mm. I like the jungle and the snow setting. I yeah. think it's the only thing appropriate for predator films, in my opinion. Yeah, because it, it, that was the yeah, thing I forgot to brought up, bring up before. Was that You've had all, those, all those <laughs> things you were talking about the first one we liked about when they, the perspective of yeah. like looking into the jungle, having that again, of yeah. like that first shot of, I think, Mahershala looking into the jungle. Yeah, because we like, haven't had jungle you, like, see all that. And it's that's such a nice that's such that's such an unsettling feeling. Yeah. Yeah. We've had five predator films so far and this is the first one to go back to the jungle mm-hmm. properly. Right. And it just shows how appropriate that setting is to yeah. this story. Yeah, I think uh, frustration is the word <clears throat> for me. Like this is one of those movies that I go back to a few times and it reminds me in a slightly different way, but it's it, I go back to it in the same way as I go back to Friday thirteenth remake and Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, films like this, like those Platinum Dune remakes. Where every time I go back, I'm like, I want to love it so bad. Mm-hmm. i like, this is the time. It's like, this is the time where I'm just going to really be into this movie because I feel like I should be. And my problem with the Platinum Dooms ones, as we discussed on our podcast, is there's this sort of, they're immaculate, but the soul's not there. My problem with this movie is there's some soul because Troublemaker Studios just have like a character to their films, which has some fun with it. But then it's not immaculate. Like it's not yeah. made like the, some of the effects are terrible. Some are great. And the scripture's just awful. And I really do love this story. I really do think that, yeah, opening falling is fantastic. Going mm-hmm. to the yeah. opening credit like that, having a mystery build, then letting us know, no, you're on an alien planet, and then meeting Lawrence Fishburne. I, like, I really like all the beats other than a couple in this movie. The Topher Grace thing I think is stupid, but whatever. And I don't think the director's bad. Like, there's some cool stuff in here. And for the most part, I think he does, you know, a, a, a really good job, but... One is it needed more money. Forty million sounds like a lot, but for what they're trying to do, when you look at that as half of what AVP had, mm-hmm. I mean, I think they do a much better job than AVP uh, in terms of pulling off what they're trying to do at half the budget. So you know, I do have to give a lot of accolades to them, Absolutely. but also it's like recognize your budget and they go, all right, well, we, do we need these other crates with aliens in them? Yeah. No, we don't. We're going to show one. So let's cut out some of these things and let's put those resources in other parts of the story and other parts of the effects, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel it needed a little longer to just stay and to kind of, to build upon people who, yeah, I don't think had ever written a script before that had been made at least. So they had a, lo- a lot of cool ideas, but didn't know how to shape them or write them properly. An example for me of if you put more money into this, and this is a film that I know a lot of people don't like, I really love it as B-Movie Fun, is Kong. Like this mm-hmm. to me if it had more money, could be as fun as Kong is, which again is stupid and B-movie, but all the effects look amazing and it's a very slick, fun time. Yeah. And I feel this that's where this wants to go. And my problem is, it's like, yeah, in terms of where it could go from here, obviously you could keep making more of this story. Oh, why not? Set on these planets or this planet mm-hmm. or with these characters. 
you get a whole bunch. It feels like a TV show. It feels like a big pilot for a TV show. It's not necessarily where I want it to go. Like when you look at where this is and you look at the original and you're like, where you started from and now they're on a planet, an alien planet. But I'm fine with that. I really am. I prefer that to the, you know, some of the ideas of the last three. But yeah, I mean, it just, you know, I, if they want to keep printing money, they're going to make films like this is how I feel. They keep making the same sort of like having it better written. I don't think I think they might make less money if they made the movie. I think that this should yeah. be. Yeah, that's the problem. It's like I feel if this was how I want it to be, which is more survival horror, whether you're on the predator's perspective or the human's perspective, but making it yeah scarier and more like a prolonged version mm-hmm. of the end film with Arnie. And again, in the snow is still where yeah, I agree. That's why I want it. I feel they're going to make less money. That's the problem. I feel this is exactly what their target demographic or, well, at least the m- majority of the public who are going to go and see a Predator film, this is what they would go and see. Um, and so that's, you know, I understand why they're doing this and I don't really have a problem with it. I would eat, I would eat up a whole bunch of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd happily watch another three of these. And I do have to say, I'm enjoying doing this franchise. I'm sad next week's the last one because there's something to every movie. Like, they're at least interesting in some yeah. way. Like, Predator 2 wasn't a great movie, but it was fucking, it was a... It was a car wreck of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It really was. And there was a big budget going on there. Yeah. And there's a lot of like, and they're trying something different every time. Like each yeah. of these movies has been very different from each other. Right. This one's the only one that's similar just because it's harkening back to that first one. I love that they embrace the music. I think that's a very important thing. Definitely. I don't remember. Katie, you and I have seen The Predator. We're about really to watch it again. It. I feel like it's going to be one of those ones that as soon as it starts, I'll remember it. Oh, you'll remember. But I really don't remember it right now. I keep no, thinking of Alien Covenant. That. It's not Which Alien I did Covenant. not like that movie. It's not Alien Covenant. Spoilers for my opinion of Alien Covenant. Yeah, I'm hoping they bring back the music properly in, in this one. This, oh, I'm remembering a few bits. Now, when we were watching Predators last night, and like I said, being in this podcast, I turned to you and I said, oh, you'll be interested in who they meant to uh-huh. have instead of Adrian Brody. And no, I was wrong. That was for the Predator. But I watched this whole movie imagining then this other person in Adrian Brody's role. And I actually, and for me, it cemented the different way you could do this in a more serious way. So who they wanted for the lead of the next movie, but I thought was for this one, was Benicio Del Toro. Ah, And for me, Benicio Del Toro in Sicario mode in this movie, in the lead, sets a whole different tone, you know, Mm -hmm. that I would love. Like, I would love a Sicario-type film in a Predator planet like that. Um, And then the people around him being more grounded, like, it doesn't have to be quite Sicario level of drama, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Particularly Sicario 2 is a lot more silly than Sicario 1. Right. I gotta be fucking cool. So I'm watching this th- last night. I was like, oh, I wish Adrian Brody was Benicio del Toro. So wait, you thought I thought it was for this film, but I right. done my trivia research at the same time. Right. It's the next film, which is going to be even more mind boggling when you watch the next film and see who's in the lead. Right. That is instead of Benicio del Toro. Right. It couldn't be more different. Okay. But yeah, watching this mistakenly like that just made whetted my appetite for yeah. Having an adult who's not necessarily a muscle guy, who's mm-hmm. not necessarily the most handsome person, but interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. That'd be great. But again, I think they'd make less money. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That's Predators. I think we're all roughly the same bag in yeah. different ways. I am happy they didn't get a cameo from Danny Glover. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> oh, boy. Uh, we will be back next week, next Friday, with The Predator. I'm excited for Alex to finally see that one. Me too. And to talk about it. There's a lot to talk about with The Predator, so I am excited for that one. Uh, until then, though, do head over to Weird Geeks to listen to all of our, all of them, our whole podcast, including Child's Play, Nightmare on Elm Street, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Living Dead, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Scream. Halloween, Scream, 
Hellraiser, Friday the 13th, The Purge. What a list. That's the one I always forget, The Fucking Purge. What a list. Including Star Wars and Danny Boyle out of nowhere. (laughs) Oh, back to a simpler time when we're going to be director. I really wish, I wish enough, if you're listening to this, please email at us or tweet at us. Go We're Geeks on, We're Geeks show on, but again, go to WeGeeks.com, you can branch out to it. Or email us mail at WeGeeks.com. Uh, to let us know if you would listen to director's retrospectives because we tried it with Daniel Boyle and no one wanted to. And I would love to take a break from horror at some point and just do a retrospective of directors every now and then. Maybe just one a year, you know? Yeah. Would be a really nice break because I like seeing how a director evolves through different genres of film. George Lucas? <laughs> George Lucas? <Lee>, no. <laughs> um, yeah. But no one really listened to our Daniel Boyle one. So if you would listen to that, let us we know. You do a little Wes Anderson one and get more Adrian Brody in there. Yep. There's so much. There's so many no I would do. in those. <laughs> in all honesty, though, because when we first talked about it, it was people at Wes Anderson that made us want to do it. And yeah. then I was like, I'd actually be more interested in doing directors who do very different types of films. Because Wes Anderson basically makes the same film again and again I, and yeah. again. So at some point, there's going to be less to talk about. I want to do the Coen brothers. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, they Obviously, do similar like films, but, cool, like, but they're, so, they're so good. Don Mancini. Don Mancini. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Cedar Chucky. <laughs> So we just start. want to watch Chucky again. <laughs> we'll just do it again <laughs> in a director retrospect. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, uh, if you want to talk to me directly or blame you for things, I'm Mr. Al White on all the social medias and on Xbox. You can ride some ponies with me on Red Dead Redemption 2 if you wish to. Don't shoot my pony, though. I will fucking hogtie you and drag you through a cactus field. Alex. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Alexander Chard. Yay! <laughs> There's actually the words. Yay. Yeah, that's the full. That's the full name. Uh, my dearest Watson on pretty much or a variation thereof. So on whatever. And my dear Watson eighty six on ZX Xbox. If you want to send me weird little messages, they go hi. Yeah, you get those. Sometimes. I get a lot of those. Mm. We'll be back next week to talk about the Predator, where we're going to have Shane Black, an actor from the first film, what? in writing and directing Reigns. Very the excited! Nice guys. He is the nice guys. He is Iron Man three. He is Long Kiss Goodnight. He's Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He's Lethal Weapon. We'll be there next week. Until then, we're out. Geeks, geeks, geeks.